Hey, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to a new episode of the Searchcast, season two, episode twenty-six, and we are officially our first ever episode on the new network of Five in a Game Sports Network. It's the fiftieth special episode. Fifty episodes finally we got here, and it is a packed show today. If you're on our YouTube channel, which hopefully at this point we're kind of caught up whenever this video does drop. Um, Look at our certain co-host about getting the other episodes kind of, you know, back on back on YouTube. But anyway, if you're listening to the show, welcome everyone to episode 50. A lot of new changes going into the next year. So we are recording on Friday. Uh, it's still in December. When this episode does drop, it will be on New Year's Day. So happy 2023, everyone, whenever you do finally listen to the show. But I'm Zach Martin. I'm Bailey Curtis. And I'm Kat Hunter. Yes. <laughs> Officially. <laughs> Scott Hunter is part of the podcast. I mean, everyone saw the news. A lot of people were trying to like guess it right away. It's like, oh, it's cat. It's like, no, you know what you're talking about. But I mean, the cat you know, is out of the bag. The, yeah, <laughs> the cat's officially out of the bag. She's officially the third coast. No more honorary, nothing like that. Get get called up to the third go, OT line. The OT line is set up perfectly. Now we got the Jordan Stahl. We got the Andre Svechnikov. We got the Jacob Slavin. You know, we're good. We we got we got three we got the three v three going, shut down. Got the scores good to go. But if you're also on the YouTube version, or you know, once you're starting to listen to this, we actually have a guest in the bottom right corner. You know, he's been here before, here for a second appearance, and apparently he's got a grudge to settle on this show with a certain <laughs> co-host. Welcome back, Colin Burns. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, simple. Several things right off the top. Bailey, how <laughs> long were you holding on to the cat is out of the bag? You no, I, that that tweeted like out. I tweeted that out. Zach did that. I stole that from his uh, announcement tweet. Okay, so you're just going to steal content without crediting the original creator. Okay. Um, Her own co-host, nonetheless. Welcome, yeah, welcome, welcome to hockey, Colin. So. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Um, and then the the people who were trying to guess was me. It was a hundred percent me. I, no, it wasn't just. I guessed you, it was Cat, and I guessed the name of the network. And Zach was like, "No, you're an idiot. Who would ever think that? Hey, hey, like you should go back that. to school." And then now, twenty that. minutes later, I was a hundred percent right about everything. I was not- messaging. Zach was messaging me, and he was like, Colin's going to be so mad because I just said he was wrong, and he's actually spot on, but I can't tell him that. That's why I didn't lie. I was like, yeah, good thing we love suspense. And Colin yes. was like, you know this guy. I didn't lie right. either. I just kept giving the side eye emoji. So. Hi, Colin. <laughs> and I never said those things. I have it on record in DM tweets that I never said those words, so... Defamation, nope, sir. Pull it up. No, no. <laughs> receipts. Pull it up. I got, I got but, receipts. I got receipts, bud. <laughs> to, yeah. So Colin guessed it right. Um, the Storm Cellar actually, they guessed it right as well. Um, but they uh, were so did, uh, also Dan on the Wagner. deal. Dan, Dan Wagner yeah. had it like first. Yeah, there was a lot of people who were kind of like already like, oh, it's just cat. We all know. I'm going to be honest. I was trying really hard to keep it like I didn't know how secret it had to be secret. So I was trying really hard. But every time I would try something like a hint or a teaser, Zach would like like it or like comment on it. And I was like, this is becoming more obvious by the day. So it's not that secret. No, <laughs> it was not the most. No, we're, 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 we're not. We're not that sweet. I mean, we 
we'd like to have a little fun with it, but it's kind of like we all we don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, it's it was like bringing me on. It was the worst kept secret in hockey or Kane's podcast Twitter. So, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I have to say, I mean, I also have to say this too. Like a lot of people are like, okay, got Bailey and Cat on the show now. The search cast is just taking all the best talent. I'm just sorry. It, it is what it is. Like let's 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 be honest here. Let's... <laughs> hey, Colin, Laura, hey, hey, Colin, you you, you want to join the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you literally don't have enough screens. <laughs> I would never. I would never. I would never have to bring a guest on this podcast because we got four people on here. I would never need to bring anyone else. <laughs> yeah. See, Zach um, is excited. Not just a. Because you know I'm part of it, but also all the jokes about me taking over his job have stopped. Yes. Now it's we're working together. <laughs> no, see what he's not missed. just a hat rack, an inside friend. job. <laughs> it's so much easier now that you're already a part of the show. So Zach's gonna take a break. I'm air quoting. I don't know. I'm doing this on an audio medium. He's gonna take a break and then just not come back. It, he's gonna be the Andre Andre Kasha of Sorchcast. <laughs> Wow, so I go from Germstall to Andre Kasha. No, he'll be he'll be more like Gardner because Gardner at least played some and then he got injured and it's just a long term injury. You're right, and now he just kind (laughs) of hangs around. You're right. Uh, And then uh, to finish this really long intro, (laughs) (laughs) you know what, Zach? Anyway, for our audio people, Colin just got kicked a little bit. Remember who holds the power here, Colin. (laughs) (laughs) The the OG host has all the power. (laughs) I mean, I can just start bringing Cat and Bailey on my show, show them what a real (laughs) podcast is like. You want to play this game? You want to play? I thought game, we were. Do- I thought we were doing the ice melting takes later and starting the drop of it, but now it's already started. Hey, well, it was Colin always going to start. Oh yeah, we'll call him to bring the smoke anyway because apparently I don't like him very much, which is just false, sir. False. It is a true fact. I don't know if it was the last episode because it feels like you guys haven't made an episode in thirty years. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. But <laughs> someone who will remain nameless, who also just so happens to be uh, and a co-host now. Asked a question about who Zach and Bailey's favorite guests were. And Bailey, being the genius, beautiful <laughs> woman that she is, oh, oh obviously chose me because she has a brain. <laughs> I don't know. And then wow. Zach, the uh, petulant podcast host that he is, <laughs> decided to ignore. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I've been called worse. I mean, it's okay. All right. <laughs> to also be fair, though, with that question, yeah, that yeah. some, to be fair, to that whoever the beautiful woman that posed that question, she also said that she couldn't be selected in that answer. So no, Colin was no, 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 also no, 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 a default. No, 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 no. You never said that you couldn't <laughs> no. be selected. You said no. it doesn't have to be me. Or I never said that, it had that, to be me. That yeah. was the humble way of saying it. No, you lost Cat. Don't worry about it. It's fine. And then because it's Cat's first episode, I am automatically her favorite guest that she's ever had. Is that how that so, works? Yes. So Zach is now outnumbered in his bad opinion. Okay. <laughs> I mean, who knows? This this episode could take a really deep dark turn and you could end up on a bad side. So Better watch it. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually only here to make everyone hate me. Originally, oh. it was just going to be Zach. Oh, so you're add, not going to be my favorite at the end of this episode. No. 
Okay. He's taking, he's taking his talents. He's taking his talents from Twitter and putting on the podcast, stirring up <laughs> yeah, trouble wherever he goes. Uh, oh <laughs> man, no, this is. Ten minutes in, haven't talked a word about hockey. Anyways, <laughs> I mean that's, <laughs> that was... that's, that's that sounds about right. That sounds about right. But yeah, like I said, we have a very jam packed episode. I mean, we got. We have been off for a little bit because obviously we had to do some behind the scenes. So, like I said, we got the new network at Five Big Game Sports. Really excited about that. Doing our first, you know, show on there. We also got a live show coming up with all the hosts from all the podcasts on Sunday. Uh, when this actually does drop at noon, uh, make sure to stop by at six p.m. Eastern time to watch us. You know, talk hockey with all the hosts from My High Pundit, Let's Talk Will Hockey Pod, and obviously here at the Searchcast. Six hosts on one podcast. This is going to be a fun time just talking. Join us for your Sunday scaries. We know everyone's <laughs> going to be hungover. So just join us. You don't have to interact. Just sit and watch us struggle. I mean, we, I mean, we, we, we might read off some comments if, you're, if you you know, watch the show on YouTube. You can go into the comment section and we'll, you know, we'll just comment away and might roast you a little bit depending on how your question is. So. <laughs> I mean, hey, with, with Jared on the live show, it's bound to happen. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Bringing for all sure. the heat. No, that sounds about right. Only <laughs> talk about bringing the heat. Um, how about these Carolina Hurricanes, y'all? I mean, beautiful transition. Nice. <laughs> you know, you know. First episode back. First, you know, first show on the new network. You gotta come in hot and ready. You, you gotta be, you know, gotta be fast with it, man. Gotta be fast with these takes. But uh, yeah, the Hurricanes. Nine game winning streak as of right now, 15 game point streak. I mean, the Hurricanes are on the cusp of possibly breaking a franchise record for most wins in a row. Hopefully, it happens. So, when this episode does drop, hopefully, it did happen going into our game against New Jersey, which would be this afternoon, you know, when this actually does air. So, I mean, right now, the Hurricanes have been pretty, been playing very, very good hockey over the last few weeks. I mean, Bailey, like, like what? Like what? Like what are your thoughts about this entire just journey we're on right now? Because I know in December, like at the end of November, early December, we're kind of like, oh, this is a rough stretch. Now it's like this team just keeps winning games, man. I just their tough times are paying back for to and being paid back to them in spades. Um, that's the best way I can kind of put it. It's <laughs> it just kind of goes to show too what kind of gritty. Uh, kind of team community and team environment we have built in Carolina too. Um, Cause I mean, you got to think about it. The first few games we went into this nine game winning streak with Aho was missing for a few of those. He's considered our star center of the team and the team is kind of showing their ability off without him. And few things kind of coming to mind here too. Some potential trade people already bringing up trading Aho. Like, okay, if we can win like this without him, why do we need him? Which I thought was stupid. So we will not be trading Sebastian Aho. <laughs> Let's we will yeah, not. make that clear. Full disclosure, we will not. Wait. I mean, Rod does some crazy things sometimes, but I doubt that's ever going to be one of them. <laughs> was yeah, that I'm... real though, or is that people just having fun? I and, and that's I. It I've started seen... with people having fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean that, and I mean, and, and you know, that's like people thinking that this that this that the storm surge isn't fun anymore. Then it's bland. Like, 
we're like this is what we're talking about in the middle of like a 15 game point streak and nine game winning streak. Like, like we're finding something to be mad about. Why can't we just appreciate the positive things that the team is doing? Right Hot now? take. I also miss the old storm storm the storm surge, but I mean, yeah, 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 that's not what you need to focus on. Like it's it is what it is. I mean, I I'll mean, take winning. <laughs> Speaking of complaining about finding something to complain about, it's our power play is still hot garbage. Like the land oh, I mean, the Simpsons on fire. Mm-hmm. Terrible. I mean, I mean, but. People are going to talk about. Uh, I I don't think it was serious at all. The trade Aho that was someone needed to write something, and they found that and went with it. Or the yeah. Walt Ruff is the biggest villain since you know Barstool Sports, something like that. Like those are both <laughs> wow. terrible takes. Oh, Barstool, those, yeah. they, those wow. are filler Barstool? takes that wow. shouldn't exist. And wow, if you yeah. want to find something to complain about, just go back to the power play. The power play is in this well that will keep giving for us to complain about. It's well, yeah, it's nine games, but have they converted on the power play? And the answer is no. So complain about that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is true. I mean, the track of the storm guys have also been saying that Jeff Daniels doesn't run the power play. So I mean, it's kind of like at this, it's it's ran by Rod. Yeah, so So, I mean, it's just like it. You know, this this team is too good. I mean, this team is so good that they have to have one fault. If it's that, okay, so be it, I guess. I mean, you know, we're winning games. So it is interesting. I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me to back it up, but from my memory of watching the games, so every now and yes, it's still hot garbage. It's not the best power play, honestly. Um, and honestly, we make other power plays look like hot garbage when they can't get past our penalty kill, which I'm like, I'm okay with that too. But Every now and then our power play will go on like some streak, like suddenly it works. And sometimes I find the games where we can't score five on five, all of a sudden our power play takes off and that's where all our goals come from. And it's so weird. Like it's an odd thing to notice because you'll be like, wow, like we lost that game, but we scored on the power plays (laughs) or like we couldn't do crap five on five, but we scored on the power plays. So, I mean, I want it to be better but I mean, honestly, I will take a this win streak and our top notch five on five play. Like Absolutely. I love, I, that's what you yeah. want. You ideally want good five on five play. The power yeah. play would just be like a nice little cherry that we could figure out. No, I will say to kind of add a little bit of praise to our power play, we're no longer last in the league. Which is good. I mean, we are you know, no longer hey, hey, last in the league, so there's what something I, you got to start somewhere. You, you got you got to start somewhere. I mean, <laughs> would it be nice to have, have everything clicking at the same time. Sure, you but can't I mean, have everything. Yeah. I mean, no, but you're talking about the team who's like second in the league in points. So no. I mean, you guys have misunderstood what it is to be a fan. I want my cake. <laughs> I want to eat it too, and then once I've eaten it, I want another magical cake sat in front of me. That's all I ever want. <laughs> I want everything. This season has showed us that you really can't have everything because you can be such a good team in this league and you will still either lose to the Ducks or the Coyotes. <laughs> and it's not just, I say that laughing because not, not only us, but other good teams in this league have fallen um, to them. Oh, like, <laughs> oh, like the last Steve Dangle episode where he talked about how the Maple Leafs in a calendar year lost every single game to the Coyotes. The four games they play them this year in this calendar year of 2022 lost all four. Well, outscored hey, seven, outscored 17 to 10. 
I'll score It'll make you feel better. The Stanley Cup champions just got their you know what's handed to them by. Wasn't that like six three or something like that too? Like, yeah, it was not a good game. The, the, I'm the, probably, the, I think the Kyrs are that one team. Them. Yeah, the Kyrs are that one team. They're like, you know what? Let's just ruin everyone's day. Yeah, <laughs> and give them a loss just because it's like it, Rem- remembering sense. our loss to them. They are the most frustrating team because they are like they are hardcore like nitty-gritty team like they definitely probably i personally think lack a lot of the like high like nature skill and like showy and all of this but good lord does that team crowd their defensive zone clean color color will like a word about yeah i was gonna say mosher would like a bit of a word okay but like uh, jacob jacob (laughs) would also like to chime in here just, just okay, but watching them play, I don't that doesn't stand out to me as much as they're like they literally lock on defense, they swarm and just lock it. Like I feel like there's like yeah. their whole team. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. This You're fine, Zach. I've cut you off twice. You're good. <laughs> Dang it. No, no, it's it's just one of those things where for the Kings, it's would you want everything to work out? Yes. But at the same time, it's like the, there's really nothing to complain about in terms of this team is the fact that, you know, we're, like I said, we're talking about they're on a run. They've been on a run for a while now. It's just the team is on a precipice of breaking a record that's been standing for a while. And I understand you know, there's going to be some frustrations here and then when things don't go the right way and at the certain times. But, I mean, for me, it's like we were all talking about last year's team, like how they were special and we thought they were going to do it because you had a lot of reminiscence of the 2006 team. For whatever reason about this team this year, it's just it's giving you different vibes than what the last year's team did, but it's almost kind of like better in a sense, if that makes sense. It's just you. I it seems like like it's a more fun team this year. There's that, but I also think it feels more real this year than it did last year. Because I mean, yeah, last year we got off to a really really hot start. And yeah, yeah, that nine that nine zero run was uh that that's one way to start the season. Yeah, our penalty kill was unreal, and this year, yeah. I, I mean, we're seeing the, like super real struggles that a team kind of goes through, and the kind of ebbs and flows of having a team that is growing old, and uh, kind of seeing the repercussions of that. I think, yeah, and I think it made it more real because, like, last season, so, yeah, it seemed like we had it all going for us. But mm-hmm. then this season, we lost players we thought we needed to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then you have your captain, who might not, he's, might not be around for much longer with us. So, not I was going to say, that sounds like he was dying. But I mean, <laughs> like, he, he might not be a Carolina Hurricane for much longer. So, it just has more of that, like, we want to win because we these guys same guys might not be on the team. We are, yeah. have like contracts coming up. We have our captain who's might not be playing with us much. Like it's just like it feels the pressure is a little bit more. And because we've had such more adversity starting this season, it just feels like it is the like all in it to win it. This is this is do or die time. So yeah, quickly the reason why it feels different is because we have so many more new guys. And I, yeah. I, I realize we, we constantly change our lineup, actually. It's more than we probably mm-hmm. should, but whatever. I'm not um, <laughs> Tolsky or what else, so they can make their decisions. But, yeah. you know, Bournes is new. 
Pacioretty, who hasn't played, is new. Andre Kasha is new. Calvin DeHaan is returning, but has wasn't really a member of this group in the way we think of it. Um, you, so last year, when you had Trocek and Niederreiter, and they'd been here, you'd gotten to gel with them, and everyone was so excited because they liked the people. So this year, we are actually slightly more... I was about to say better at hockey, but yeah, we are slightly better as a team. But people don't have that same emotional connections to each individual player. Like, yeah, it's, you know, cool. Right. It's Brent Burns, but it, he's no Vincent Trocek. Come on. And yeah. that's basically what's happening there. Yeah, it, it's definitely interesting. Like you said, like bring up those guys. Like you said, it's like at the start of the before the season even started, everyone's like, okay, Pat Ray is now part of the team. Hurricanes just got significantly better. He's been out. He's hopefully coming back in the next 10 games, you know, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But like, you know, he's out. Andre Kasha, everyone thought good depth guy. He's been out since like what week two of the season. So like who knows how game. that's gonna Yeah. So and then you're talking about like, you know, Freddie Anderson's been out for most of the season as well. You didn't know how the goaltender was gonna be. Now you see Pierre Kachekov just going absolutely off and doing his thing now, you know, submitting a new contract. It seems like there's a, po- a possibility he might be the first he might be our, you know, first goalie next year, depending on how it works out with the rest of the contracts. So it's like it's definitely a lot of other additions to this team that some of this team has found a way to still win games. Like it's it's not like last year where it's like okay everyone's coming back. There's a couple additions, but it's the same team we're going to be fine this year. It's like they're having to rely on guys to come up from Chicago to do their thing, and then also a bunch of new guys who came in, but they're still finding ways to win games. I mean, so going real quick into, into you know more of the topics of the show, like Jack Drury just got sent back down to Chicago, like not paperwork wise, but officially got sent back down. And it's interesting to see how the Canes are going to work out with that. Because also recently, you know, yesterday, Max Pacioretty was back in the lineup, you know, for, well, not back in the lineup per se, but like warmups playing no is con- an extra playing contact yeah. jersey. Yeah. 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 And it's Literally. like, and, and the rod said, he's not back for the next, he's not going to play in tonight's, you know, cause they are playing tonight as we record but he's not going to be playing, but you might see him in the next 10 days. Not so, 10 I mean, days, games, but 10, 10 games. games. 10 games, sorry, yeah, 10 games. Yeah, yeah. it could so be as like, late as January, like, 15th. So Right, but so for the fact that you're going to probably see him coming back soon, a lot sooner than a lot of people thought. People were going to be thinking, like, late February, early March. Now it's like, he can be back by early January mm-hmm. on a team that's already in the middle of a run right now? Yeah. So, so speaking of... Oh, yeah. Speaking of, the hot take with that is like again, I say it's like a good problem to have. Where do you mm-hmm. see him fitting in to the lineup? I mean, I so we each are going to have, I, a, I guess, a take on this. <laughs> I'd almost I did, like to hear Colin's answers first. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's give let's give Colin the pressure chamber. <laughs> okay. Uh, before I get to Patcheretti, then I want to touch on Drury. Drury was sent down to Chicago because he sat out for two games and was probably going to sit out a third. And at this point, until he owns that regular spot in the lineup, he's a prospect. And you have to value his... I was about to say prospect again. Um, sorry. You have to prioritize his development. And you don't want to send in the press box. It's better for him to play in a minor league than to not play at all. Mm-hmm. But Pacioretty, uh, you know, the, the quote from Rod was real practice is... He participated in real practice for the first time, and that's a good mm-hmm. sign. 
and yeah, it's an incredibly good sign. I would just preface that it's still a ways away. So no mm -hmm. one, um, I, I wrote a piece on a home ice advantage, the blog, everyone should go read it. Um, about <laughs> uh, my, my, my last <laughs> line was uh, starting Sunday, there's going to be a new tradition for Hurricanes fans where every day they're going to frantically check Walter Ruff's Twitter account to see mm -hmm. if today's the day that Patrick starts. And How quickly can we drive Walt Ruff mad? We already have. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> just for just for like a, a veil behind the curtain, uh, I just sent everyone a, a new tweet into the group chat for the four of us. It's starting again. We all I'll put it that way. Um, I'll put it that okay, way. Whatever. I don't. Yep. Walt's great. Not, not my point. Um, yeah. No. I'm just saying. But, yeah. Wait, Walt's what, great. Yeah. Without, I'm just say, I want this. I'm just gonna say this real quick. Real quick. Walrf is fantastic. He's been on the show twice with us. He's been a very great guest both times. He's an amazing guy. I love what he's done for us. People need to lay off. Okay. Let him do his job. He's been perfect since he's been here. Maybe cut him some slack. And that's all I got to say about that. Colin, this go ahead. I'm totally sorry. off subject from um, um, Pat Reddy. But it's when we <laughs> first got here to replace uh, Michael Smith. Michael Smith had a personality. We all knew his personality. He'd been with us for a decade. And different roles and through Kane's cast and Twitter and his writing, we learned a lot about him and his personality. And when Walt got here, he was a lot more reserved. You know, he's the new kid on the block. He doesn't know how things are going to work out. And he, yeah, like this uh, is his first NHL conversation team. with him. Yeah, yeah. This, like, this if is anyone his first, ever this had is his first NHL team to be working with, like that's a big step exactly. from what he, it's, yeah, you got to I want to say he was in bit. the, uh, he wasn't. He was in juniors. He he worked for uh, Seattle. Um, uh, uh, Portland. He was with the, he was with the Winter Hawks. And then thank he went you. over Portland to, Winter Hawks. And then exactly. he was in the AHR for a little bit too. Like so, we're like technically the Kings are his first NHL team to cover well, in general. And he so like, has been so professional for the first year and almost a half here. And mm -hmm. honestly, I kind of hated that because it, it like I don't. <laughs> yes. Know, Walt, thank you. Well, it's Walt. It's cool that like you're giving me the news, and I, you know, I need that, so I appreciate it. But like, I like, I don't want it to just be Jacob Slavin will miss practice today for an undisclosed reason. Goodbye. I, I want it to be. I was talking to Zach and Kat and a few and a few others about this the other day. I personally like when media has a little bit of personality, and it, it makes it feel more real and more personable and it, you're not just kind of reading tweets from a professional account for a hockey team exactly and walt yeah. finally started breaking out of that shell in the past like i don't know month and a half two months and i don't know mm -hmm. if it was like a meeting he had where they were like walt like you have a personality show it because talking to walt in person and seeing walt's tweets online are two completely different oh absolutely oh, yeah. yeah i mean like like even having him on the podcast it's like you know for me, it's like I understand where he's coming from. It, you're trying to, you're just, like this. The Hurricanes are your first team. You're trying to figure out, you know, your voice with a team like the Hurricanes because the Hurricanes have been, you know, on a run the last few years, and you want to make sure you're doing everything right. And the team expects certain things. So I think you, you know, his first year, I kind of get, you know, trying to figure, you know, figure it out. What you want, what feeling out the do. ropes, yeah, exactly. So I think, like, I think they're, I think he's just being able to be able to do what he wants to do, you know, within context and within reason, of course, I just think that like he knows Rod, like, he knows how people are going to give him his answer. So maybe he doesn't ask certain questions 
because you know the answers he's going to get out of it because he's already done it enough times where it's kind of like, hey, we don't need to bring this back up again. I think that's where people need to understand is that as fans, we're not entitled to know everything. Mm-mm. We are fans for a reason. That's why certain teams only allow you to say certain things through tweets, through interviews yeah. when they come on shows and stuff like that. So it's like there is a decorum. There is a process to do things well, like we'll ask we'll, we'll ask andrew rinaldi because rinaldi with us next week spoiler alert andrew's coming boo, back on the podcast boo. next week i was talking to him about this it's just it's a thing where is there's a certain level of you have to do things by how the team wants you to do things do you it by the book he's a team so, employee at the end of the day walt is a team exactly employee. and exactly. also and also like so Walt is giving us what he knows. He's there. He's getting some inside scoop. He's telling us what he knows. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's not making the decisions. The questions we are posing towards him and follow-ups, like he's just telling us, hey, this is what I see. This is what Rod has told me, yada, yada, yada. And we're coming back being like, that doesn't make sense. Can you give me more detail? Things mm-hmm. like that. And like, what do you, okay. You're either going to have him just be like, not respond to your tweet, which is like fair. Cause he really probably doesn't have any follow He follow-up. doesn't need to. He's, these no. same que- yeah, he doesn't need to respond to you. These same questions that we're probably posing to him is once he's already he already is thinking, he might know some answers to, or he knows how Rod's already gonna respond, but we- he cannot share that. He doesn't need to do extra. So him coming back and just some of them, he's been a little sassy. It's it's Twitter. It's literally what the it. site is. We- um, <laughs> it's his personality, but he's never straight up insulted someone he has clapped back at them in a very fun way like the same way someone else would do to you but like not attacking the person not like i think the one thing like he, what like, am i supposed to do not stand up for myself why is that considered and some of it's not rude. even standing up for him he's just being like hey i don't think i can go back and ask the coach this question like so, sorry but not sorry like that's common sense yeah. or like to provide you're asking wait, me this. To provide a little context because i feel like we just went off on a whole storm here um so Walt <laughs> me and Bailey knew this would happen. Me and Bailey um, knew this would happen. <laughs> so it most of this started a couple of days ago when Walt clapped back on someone on Twitter. And I, I'm not gonna pull up that tweet. But the one that started this conversation because it happened as we were recording is the, the question to Walt is I don't understand, Walt. Can you please get some sort of update on Piotr or at least ask Rod about it? It doesn't make sense because it looks like Ronto will be starting again tonight. And then Walt responds with, no, I don't think I'll ask the head coach why he's going to go back to a goalie coming off of a 24-save shutout. Seems pretty understandable to me, which, to be fair, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the same guy who started something a few days ago uh, quote tweeted it and put pot kettle, which is just stupid. Like, no. (laughs) If you've ever listened, or I, I guess not be a part of, but if you've ever listened to a media scrum with rod he's how do i phrase this he's a, a former hockey player and is you know he's a <laughs> he man of a like few it. words yeah 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 and um so like you, when you get what you was, get. yeah when patrick was still in his practice jersey every time someone would be like i'm sorry his uh no contact yellow jersey and every time someone would be like so what's going on with patches he was like don't ask me there was literally a time a few weeks ago he was like you're wasting both of our times if you ask because i have no update there was nothing like I mean, there was and, no and answer. I, for you uh, what I and, love what Rod does too is he'll say, Don't ask me questions about it until you see until, this happen. Yeah. 
So. And, that, and, that, and that's basically, and that's what Walt, that's what Walt has to keep telling people is like, I can't give you more information on something that's already been discussed multiple times. There will be no updates until an update will be given to you. That's just how it is. And that's why, and that's why like we, and we usually don't do this on the podcast. So that I think because the fact that we have to talk about this now is the fact that this has been going on for days and now it's still continuing days later. We don't go Content. on a soapbox. Well, <laughs> well I know for me, <laughs> this is not why I started this podcast, and that's not no. why, like, that's not what we talk about. But I think of the fact that Walt Ruff has been on here a couple times, and I he's good at what he does. I think it's to the point where it's like, okay, people need to realize that Walt has to do his job, he has a certain way he has to do his job. You cannot dictate to him how he's supposed to do his job, and then you can't just start giving him crap every time he's like, No, I can't do that because I've been told to not do that by the head coach multiple times so people that's why i said this isn't a podcast that's going to clap back on fans but it's getting to the point now where it's like guys lay off wall (laughs) just stop no and it's homies homies is what's going to clap back (laughs) i live live with a colin (laughs) to clarify some of the points that fans are making against it too because one of the big things that fans have kind of come together and made the consensus on is that they don't hate the reporters they like the they like reporting from uh reporters on the team um they just don't like and they use the word conceited reporters that make them feel like they know less about their, that make fans feel like they know less about the game than they do. And I felt like that was just kind of throwing, you know, what in the air, hoping to make something stick because I have never heard any kind of conceited. I know uh, way more about the game than you do, so sit your butt down and let me do my job. Well, like, well, it, like, well, like throwing Chip Alexander or Corey Laviolette or anyone like that in the, in the mix as well. And it's like I've never seen them from any from any of them. Mike Maniscalco, they threw yeah, Mike like, Maniscalco in the mix too. Yeah, what? it's just yeah, yeah. It's it's because apparently saying, something happened on one of their Canes cast episodes, and Mike made some sort of I mean, comment, and, and I'm like, what? And Mike to be fair, me on that to be fair, all the time, like specifically <laughs> yeah. me, he makes fun of me. <laughs> and and to be fair, you know, to be fair, to be fair, their positions, <laughs> reporting, being media for the team, being up and personal with Rod, with the team, nonstop, like seeing what's going on. As a fan that loves hockey, knows hockey, I can look up things. Like, yeah. Maybe they do know more than me, but I also never felt like they're going to be like, oh, haha, I know more than you. Instead, they're like, hey, this is what I know. Let me share it with you. But I can't give you more because the coach isn't giving you more. And, or, and I'm also gonna... the team is also saying, don't share that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind. Listen, again, like maybe in like a newspaper, maybe like, you know, written in articles, things like that. Like maybe you're like, okay, professionalism. I think what Walt has done personally on Twitter is been fun and engaging with it. It's kind of the Carolina hurricane way. It's a way to engage with fans and show personality, but you're not being disrespectful. It's like saying the storm surge is disrespectful in my opinion, because it's showing character and showing personality, but it's not like, it's like, Hey, this is how we operate. It's not against anyone, but it's who we are. So that's yeah, my two cents. I don't know if we like want to get back to patches. <laughs> all, right, yeah, all right. All right. So enough Just, with this rant. I I know we didn't I didn't really want to get on top of the, on this topic. With us, guys. I, I really I have didn't my want to get on this topic. Ready slide up and 
This whole thing was yeah. just delayed so I could come up with my Pacioretty line. Um, so, <laughs> okay, where do I, I want to see we said, we said new year, new rants, and we have started strong. I oh held my to gosh. my word. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 Colin, give me one more second. So, like I said, after all of this, this is not really wanted to get on topic on the show, but it had to come up eventually. But just saying, guys, like, this, like, just be respectful. Love, please be respectful to Walt. We're not clapping on, we're not. We're not sh- throwing shit on anyone. So if, who, if the people who do listen to this podcast understand that this is not what we're going to be doing. We're not going to be ranting about the fan base because this podcast is talking about the Hurricanes. It's just this has been a topic that's been going on for a little bit now, you know, for the last few days. This is the only time we're going to talk about it. So don't worry. We're not going to be, you know, ranting about the fan base and ranting about this. We're the talking one- about the team. The one last thing that I will kind of say on it, too, is I don't want you guys to feel like we don't appreciate you guys as fans if you have a different opinion than us. We Mm. may not disagree. We may not agree on everything going on, but and I feel like that's okay. Um, And just to kind of make that known, we're not sitting here. I mean, there may be a little bit of judgment, but it's human nature to judge. Um, All for me, no one else. No, but it's just, it's all opinions. It's all kind of our stance and point of views. So just uh, be kind of respectful um, and don't feel like we're coming for you as fans of the team and saying that your opinion is completely wrong. So just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. I mean, we're we're fans too. I mean, we mm-hmm. that's the main thing is like number one, we're all fans too. So mm-hmm. we understand like we all have different opinions. Obviously, mm-hmm. we have strong ones. Yeah. But again, like they've had Walt on here, so like you know, you always want to stand up for someone that you have. I feel like a he's a friend. With. I feel like there's mm-hmm. yeah, and and like again. We want to be respectful to, I mean, you would try to be respectful to Rod Brendamore. And just because Walt is a little bit more front facing with fans, we should be just as respectful asking him and talking with him and interacting with him as we would the head coach. Um, because I don't know. I just think, yeah, I that's mean, my I two mean, cents too. <laughs> I mean, the, the Hurricanes account is pretty sassy and we praise them. Walt is just taking notes. Exactly. Okay, so Colin, <laughs> your pass is <laughs> Anyway. I got some off mic stuff to tell you guys later. Um, Patcher ready, lineup. So let me start bagging on you as a fan. You as a Hurricanes fan are terrible. For- no, okay. Really, though. So there was no way Patcher ready is a going to be in the top six uh i'm sorry anyone who thinks he's going to be on the third line <clears throat> zach uh you're insane um there was no way rod's going to break up fast marnuk and stall in the same way he would never break up i i think literally one time last year he broke up Niederreiter, or fast install so unless someone gets hurt which isn't an impossibility that line's going to stay together and there was no way excluding maybe like the first one or two games you would put i was about to say stasny sorry patcheretti <laughs> On the fourth line. That was so, my kind of thinking too. So I just don't see it. Like, what was the point then? You know what I mean? Like, if you're only going to give him 11 minutes of ice time, what was the point? Like, we've waited all this time for you to literally just tease us. But yeah. So he's, he's I don't think he's going to end up on the fourth line just because that fourth line. Mm, okay. So let me, let me say the lines. The top line Jarvis, Teravinen, Ajo. 
love that all day. And then hear me out on this one. This comes from someone who loves KK. I'm a huge KK supporter. In fact, I don't think he should be on the fourth line now, but KK should be on the fourth line when Patch Ready gets back. You give Natchez a good, real look at center and then have him surrounded by Svechnikov and Patch Ready. And I realize they're both left wings, uh, Svechnikov and Patch Ready. Svech can play right wing, though, too. Exactly. So, so walk with me. Here. I'm a genius. They should hire me as my. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from. Here's my thing, though. See, this Nietzsche... really hates me. <laughs> we all need to share our lines. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll share the lines first, and then we'll actually talk about it. Okay, so cat. Okay, well, okay. okay so, so, well, okay, so what about your third line, though? Let's go through all the lines. So, Colin, who's your third and fourth line? Do you have those set up, or, you, or is it just your top my, my third line would re- remain the same. So it's right. Still so, the fourth, so the fourth, so the fourth, Boston stall, and the fourth, Kakanyemi, Nason, and I guess step on. I mean, it has to be step on, right? Like, yeah, I don't know because then where's Stastny going? No, it has to be Stastny and step on's the the press spot press box bunch. So extra scratch Close. or healthy yeah. scratch. The healthy, okay. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, so that's, cat, that's what you're for. So, <laughs> no. okay. Cat. <laughs> so many okay. hot takes on this. So many hot takes already. So it's really, takes. it's really difficult because honestly, if Patches played center, we would have a few more, I think, set places for him. Um, I, Honestly, I think his first couple of games back, I wouldn't be surprised if we put him on the fourth line just to get him some minutes and get him like going again. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's a big injury. I mean, I know he's been practicing, but like I always feel like coming off an injury, you know, warm back into it. I mean, it depends on the game too. And you also have to find some game time chemistry. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was on the fourth line just for like maybe the first game. Um, honestly, I don't fully disagree with him having Natchez in the center. I think that's weird because like he hasn't he hasn't had Natchez as a center. But I don't know who else you move out of the top six. So right now what we have Teravine and Aho Jarvis, then we have Svetch, Stasny, and Natchez. Of those six, I'm taking Stasny. Well, talking, he's on talking. he's on fourth he's on line right fourth now. Line. Yeah. Oh. Right now he's on the fourth line. Of those six, I'm taking Stastny out. So you, but then you're stuck with three, technically like three wingers, unless you move Natchez in. Um, I mean, he has played center before. I mean, that's his yeah. primary position. Even if he's a natural center. League, yeah. Never in the National League, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I, I'm kind of siding with him that that might be what they try because I don't really see anyone else moving out of that top six except for Stastny and I mean and I think KK's played fantastic again I'm the same honestly me and Colin are sharing the same thoughts um because I think KK has played fantastic (laughs) I I think I think I mean honestly Stastny and KK in my opinion have played the same um they are both neither one is scoring a whole bunch um which you would like to see um but they are supplying to their the people on their line. 
Um, and so I think KK honestly could stay in the second. But again, if you're going to move someone out and you already have Stassny up there, I would move out Stassny. And again, the third line stays stay, stays the same. Martin Oakstall fast. Um, and then, yeah, Nason, KK. And I guess you might step on and Stassny might switch in and out. But the one thing I don't think kind of you take out Nason because he's been on a streak. <laughs> the one thing and he's your power play guy. And I'll say, I'll, I'll use the term beginner loosely, but if you guys remember when Stastny was put on the, what was it, first line or second line, he ended up scoring. First, it was, it was, it was first yeah, line. It was first line Aha, that's when, that's yeah. when AHA went down. Yeah, so you put a guy who is kind of no, like he, he's not an unknown name in the league by any means. He, he's been around a few teams. Um, guy, guy knows how to play the game. Um, but give him first line minutes and he's actually producing well. Whereas unfortunately you look at KK and there's just not much production on the score sheet as much as we would like to see for a guy getting paid almost a $5 million salary. Well, let's also be fair though, too, to him. It's the fact that it's his first yeah. year. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. I didn't say, I didn't say, I didn't say to be fair. He said to be fair to him. <laughs> Who be fair? Uh, anywho, wait, wait. <laughs> sorry. We, we, we went we went into the season like the fact that this is his first year as the two C because he played four C all last year. No, and that's so, completely so, fair. Right, and I think that's why he's kind of he's still trying to figure out how it's going to work out because you know the top six has been changing a lot recently with Aho being out, Svechikov getting moved up and down the lineup, Jarvis being moved up and down as well. So Kakanyemi really hasn't had a solid second line with him all season it's been changing too much yeah you had the confidence line and that has not been restored yet yeah um, we, we saw what those three were doing together at the start of the season they were all they were all flying high together now it's kind of like it's not been the same and i think it's it's kind of what has been kind of like sidelining him a little bit of the fact that it's just not has been it's he's not had that consistent line group that was working at the beginning of the season i think that's why he's still having issues so, like, I understand where people are coming from that, that KK needs to be producing because he's almost at $5 million. But at the same time, he's not really been given a full slate of a, of a season as the 2C with the same guys. It's not been the same consistently. And I think that's what's been kind of him, him bouncing up and down the lineup, too, hasn't helped at all either. He's, he's that's also. The Nietzsche, that's the same thing that happened to Nietzsche last season. Yeah. Bouncing and he's also. Way too much. He's also more, I mean, I stand by this. He is more of a stall than he is a Trocek. Like, that's the kind of player I see yeah. KK as. Yeah. And so, if you've noticed, stall has been on the same line with the same guys consistently. And then he started yeah. producing like crazy. And then, yeah. but also, that line is a grind line. The line that KK was on with Svetch and Natchez and every now, like those guys are not as much like Svetch can grind, but they're a little bit more of like the quick, like it's the quick passes, the like little skill cells sets. It's things like that. So it's a different, like KK is still helping them produce, but he might not be producing the same way because he's trying to find the guys he's playing with. And also if he's a, a stall player, but he's on a different type of line that's not consistent. He's not going to be as consistent. I still think he was doing well because he was helping his teammates. Like, I don't think yeah. he was he's dragging the, he's his the, line down, kind of like how we were thinking at the beginning of the season. Turbo was actually holding his line back a little bit because he started the season slowly. 
Yeah. And then got injured, unfortunately. But I never saw KK. Like, we're always like, he has all this potential. We're paying him all this money. But I don't think he's like, I think he's working his way to that money. I don't think he's immediately going to be no. that money worth. Well, the thing he's is, so Cockney, yeah, he's like 21, 22. And the thing with Cockney Emmy is he's not a, he is a playmaker. He's not a goal scorer. Like, and that's the thing that people, I, I think, need to understand is the fact that not every single guy on the lineup is supposed to score 20, 30 plus no, goals a season. Absolutely. And I yeah. think that's where, like, you have guys who are going to be more of a passing player than a goal scorer. And, no, and that's and, that's why I prefaced what I said. I was like, oh, no, he's no, not I, really I get what you're producing saying. well on the score sheet. But, no, no, I, I, get, I get what yeah. you're saying. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. How dare you, Bailey? Talk about another player that has been around the league for a long time. There was a lot of pass first. Now has scored a lot more in in the last like few years. Patrick Kane. He was a pass first player for a long time. That's why his assist numbers are so much higher than his goal score. And then people want him to start scoring more. That's where his scoring touch finally came. He started being first of himself rather than keep passing the puck. That's where Kakanyemi is right now because he's still pretty young in the league. And let's be honest too. The Montreal Canadiens did him no service on his production. The same thing with Lafreniere in New York right now. First overall guy can't produce because the Rangers aren't producing him to where he needs to be. And I think with Kakanyemi, he's still trying to figure his game out because Montreal – Never did it right with him. I think in the fact with where he was last year as the 4C, you can't expect him to just go from 4C to 2nd C and get this contract and then automatically be on fire. That's just not how it works. You've got to give him time to produce, and that's why his lines have never been the same. You you saw that with Svechnikov being re-signed, too. He was on a hot tear at the end of his contract. He gets a big paycheck, and and all of a sudden there's a little bit of a slump. Well, uh, well, a lot of people, well, a lot of people were thinking though too. Svechnikov also had a slow start to his career as well, and then he finally kicked it in gear as well. So that's the thing is like you have to give guys time to figure stuff out and figure out the lines out. And that's why I think with Kakanyami, people are like, well, well, he's not he's not earning his five million dollars. He's not doing this and this and this. But we haven't given him a full season as the two C with a full line. Like, why is it called the just... confidence line? That's the why is it called the confidence line? Because oh, you tell us, Colin. Because they all struggled with confidence. In different points of their career, they've all struggled with confidence. And at exactly. this point, it looks like Natchez and Svechnikov or, or above it. They, they've finally broken that wall. And that's great for them. And everyone here is very proud. Hopefully everyone who's listening, very proud. Kakanyemi has it. Um, I haven't been to every practice, but every practice I've been to, he takes time by himself to work on his shot. Every single one I've been to. And you can watch him in games. He's he does all the little things right. His back check, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he he just well, I should say he just couldn't seem to produce. More recently, he's been producing, which is why mm-hmm. I didn't love him yeah. to move down to the line. But you know, my name is Rod Brindamore, so I had he, to sit down. He like can't buy a goal because like he is like if you look, he has some like really close chances. Yeah, but he, like the goaltender is either on a hot streak and they've like taken away that one angle he just got. Well, that's not, or just, he's that's not his fault. We have a tendency yes. to make goalies look really yeah. good. Anyways, so, but like, so. if you look like he does have good opportunities and it's not like he's whipping, it's not like he's shooting wide all the time. Like he's got good opportunities. Um, and now the moment you brought up uh Svetch and nature. So this is technically KK's second year with us, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, second, second so year with is, us, and it's like his first year as the 2C with so, playmakers on either side of him, not just Nathan no or Stepan, Martinuk. Yeah. So we talk about the sophomore slump. Technically, this year is KK's sophomore year with us. And that's yeah. – and. Honestly, for a sophomore year with us where things aren't really being consistent right now and he got put into a higher role, he's not really in a slump that Natchez had or that Svetch had. So, like, I'm not upset with where he is. I think if we give him, like we're saying, consistency, he will he will start – you'll start seeing him produce more. I find it fascinating that you just put that on a sophomore slump because earlier this season, it was actually in the preseason, Rod was asked about uh, sophomore slumps because of Jarvis and Rod himself infamously did not play well his second season in the league. And Rod was like, yeah, the sophomore slump doesn't exist. Like it's not the player, the wide majority of the time. They're not playing worse than they did the previous year. It's one, the league knows who they are. The mm-hmm. league knows what how they're going to play within that team system. Mm-hmm. And then everyone now knows, like all the fans and media in that local market, knows what the person can produce. So they start raising the expectations on them immediately. They're like, okay, cool. Well, Kakademi got, what was it, like 20? No, it was 30-something points last year. Okay, well, he should get 45 to 50 to 60 this year. No, it it doesn't work like that. Actually, no, it's not. You, yeah, you can't go from fourth line minutes to second line minutes and all, like, oh well, he's on the second line. He'll start getting yeah. double the ice time, double the points. Not how it works. Like you just, yeah. you can't just have a jump like that and immediately start producing. Like I mean, what's that? Like with Jar, like with Jarvis, has he's been playing really well this year? Has he also been able to score goals at times? Yes, sometimes no. But I mean. You're talking about a guy who's also been bouncing up and down the lineup, and this is his second season with the team too. Like, like you said, Colin, people have tape. That's why you have media. That's why you have video coaches. That's why you have game plans. That's why you got all this stuff going on behind the scenes to figure teams out. And that's why it's kind of like, I understand you want you want some expectations for this team, but you also have to be realistic with how the team is too with all these guys. And I think with Cock and Yemi, people are always like thinking, oh, he's making almost five million dollars. He should be scoring every night. No, because Rod has also said this, and we've said this multiple times on the podcast. It's not how you're doing on the score sheet. Are you helping your team win? That's what matters. Like with Jordan Stahl, everyone wanted to give Jordan Stahl a whole lot of grief last year because, oh, he can't score goals. He's just a guy. Well, he's a guy who's been doing really well, shutting down the opposing best lines consistently all last year and this year. It's like, this: are you doing your job? If you're so, doing your job and the team is winning, that's what matters. Score sheet, yes, yeah, score sheets does matter and stuff like that too, but you also have like a context of are you working in the system to help the team win? Every team has a player that the fan base has decided is their liability, whether it's for cap purposes or not. And for yeah. the longest time, like almost the entire 10 years he's been here. Actually, is it more than 10 years now? It might be a long time. It's been a long time. That Jordan Stahl's been here, it, he was the bag. It was, well, he gets $6 million for Jordan Stahl. Are you insane? And at times, it kind of looked like we were. But long term, no, it's, excuse me, but freaking Jordan Stahl. I was going to swear, but I didn't. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> you can. And, <laughs> oh, can I? I already felt yeah. it myself. It's still like, I'll, I'll never <laughs> next time. But, and then last year, as, you know, expectations are obviously production-wise or dropping for Jordan Stahl as he ages. 
So last year they transitioned from Jordan Stahl's The Worst Thing to Happen to the Hurricanes since ever to Martin Natchez is the worst thing to happen to the Hurricanes since I, I, I want to make fun of someone, but I don't. So I'm not going to say it. Um, and then this year, Natchez is producing. You can't say Natchez is the worst thing of all time. Well, we need someone new. Well, Cock and Yinny, welcome. You, you, you got to relax last year, not having to be tormented by Montreal media. And now Ria's oh, that That still has, yeah. It's just, no. I highly doubt he's checking like Montreal Twitter though. And it is, yeah. it's funny. Like, Montreal's in such a bad place. That offer sheet was over a year ago now. And it's still mm-hmm. like they wake up every morning. He's like, yeah, but he's still not good. Yeah, but all still wanted to come here. I was like, okay, guys, no one cares. But my overall I point mean, is he's just the punching bag this year. And yeah. hopefully it will change. Hey, t- we'll talk about Martin Nietzsche just uh, real quick. Just um, just saying, like, you know, there's someone on this podcast that's kind of said to, you know, give him some time. He'll figure it out. I think he's figured oh, it I out. Wonder, I, I, I wonder who that was. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think Eric did bring it up that there's a certain host on this podcast that is associated with Martin Nietzsche because of the fact that he said he was on his hype train since the offseason. This guy. I think it was Josh. Josh. Josh never gave up on Natchez, right? <laughs> well, well, that's he's a, he's a super fan, but he's not a host of the podcast, so there there, there is a little bit of that. But I mean, not it, yet. <laughs> but it's just it's it's like I said with Cock and Yemi, it's like we. I understand that there's expectations for this team, but you real realism has to set in at some point. Like you can't just expect guys. To immediately get double the minutes, to then immediately start popping off, to where they're knocking you know fifty points a season, and it's just that's just not that's not hockey. That's not how hockey. I just works. realized, like, Bailey, did you ever give your lines, or Zach, did you ever give your lines with Patrick in them? No, no. We, or did we, we get that sidetracked? Well. Okay. <laughs> Colin, welcome to the search cast. <laughs> I forget. Yeah. Okay, it's <laughs> no. So. My lines look, I think, very similar to your guys's, if not the same. Um, I think, and I, something I've seen kind of floating around hockey Twitter, um, I don't think uh, Tara Vinen and Natchez ever need to touch a line with each other. Um, I just do not like how that has worked out in the past. Um, but again, that could also just kind of play into that consistency factor that we've kind of been talking about. I just, I've never really liked the chemistry and production that I've seen from them. Um, so Teravinen, Aho, Jarvis, and this may be a little bit of a hot take. I love baby Jarvis. Maybe slot him down for Pacioretty. Maybe. Hot take. So I, yeah, I can go ahead and <laughs> as co-host. <laughs> Maybe. And so it's okay. When it gets to that point, because I, and this is just kind of playing around with things. So, so leave, leave, calm down, Colin. Um, <laughs> I personally really, really like the idea of keeping uh, KK, Svetch and Natchez together. 
um, because it's again that consistency factor like we were, we we're kind of talking about with uh, Martin Oak, Stahl and Voss playing together is we've seen a lot of really good things especially towards the beginning of the season because you think about it we brought in Max Pacioretty to be a top six guy uh, I don't think Natchez, KK and Svetch were originally supposed to play together I don't know if the plan was to break up that top line and slot him in there, which is why I'm saying it could go either way. I think Rod never, I, if Rod told me that he never actually plans his lines, it wouldn't surprise me. No. And (laughs) honestly, I wouldn't be surprised either. And I have this conversation with so many people about how this is it. Like the Canes never have set lines. Like you you can't sit here and predict. And people don't understand that. Like, other fan bases will be like, well, Carolina is second line. I'm like, well, which one? And like, a lot of what fans matchup of, are you thinking? A lot of fans from other fan bases will also argue that that's why we are not a as good of a team as we should be. Listen, we're second in the league. Get off my back. I right? yeah, I was gonna say I, I I argue back with it and saying that it adds to versatility, and I think it's really useful to have players who can be slotted in with other guys, and we can still perform well off Wait. of it. By fans of other fan bases, don't you – well, members of other fan bases, don't you mean your boyfriend, Grant? Is, well, is he's one of them, but I've, I've talked to others as well who feel the same way. Yeah, no, I've had awesome many conversations fans. where they try to talk to me, like, well, your guy's second line isn't as good as it should be. And it's like, we don't have a second line. It's – Rod doesn't not number his lines because he doesn't like to put an order on it. It's because – I mean, you think about it. We don't – We also We also have more healthy players than they do right now. Okay, and I'm not just talking about Avalanche fans, guys. Um, no, but you also think about it, too. We don't start our top line uh, no. for games. We start our third line. Jordan Stahl takes the – we start, uh, we, start the, we start the hot line. We start yeah. the it's, line that he thinks will either be matched up well against the other team or we start the hot line because he knows he knows the other team that we're playing against. Yeah. So, I don't know. I personally, just kind of seeing the hot start that they got off to, I would like to see Natchez, KK, and Svetch kind of stay on the same line. Keep our grit line together with Martin Oak, Stalin, Bost. And then the fourth line um, would be Nason, Stastny, Jarvis, maybe, in my opinion. But again, this could be jumbled around. You could switch guys out. I would honestly really kind of like to see some jumbling around to kind of see what works better. But as of right now, I I agree with you guys in saying Pacioretty, I don't think is going to see top six minutes in his first maybe two, three games back. Maybe maybe just the first and second. And, and I think that's largely in part because Patriotty's not – Vegas played a completely different game of hockey than Carolina does. So getting him some third, fourth-line minutes is a kind of great way to sit and kind of ease him into the system. But, again, he was brought onto the team to play top six minutes. And I think eventually we'll kind of see that. And we may see some players that don't deserve – to be taken off those top six, drop down. I don't think it should be KK. So I I yeah. see flexibility with Jarvis. You're right. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, stop <laughs> saying that. Were you guys sponsored Pat. by Letter Kinney and you just never talked about it? Is that what this is? I mean, um, so just like with I think with KK and Stasny, Stasny has the experience and the time in the yeah. league. Whereas so does Patches over 
Jarvis. So I could see that flexibility of Jarvis being pulled down and given a little bit less time. Um, but no, I, I agree with you. It's, it's a good problem we have. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and, and again, I would love to keep Jarvis up on that top line. If I absolutely could, if we could have four top lines, it, like I, I would absolutely do it. But right. again, with, the way that Rod plays the game, a lot of times the lines don't stay the same throughout the entire game. He kind of changes them up based on need. And, and so- if you do have Jar- Jarvis and KK on the bottom, the fourth line, they might get, if they're playing really well, they're they're going to get more minutes than you would a Absolutely. normal line probably would. So- yeah. Again, saying I'm moving down, uh, moving Jarvis down to the fourth line isn't really the insult that some people might think it is. Because, I mean, we see a lot of production from our fourth line or quote unquote fourth line. Mm-hmm. I so, mean, so. yeah. It's... I feel like Zach has some takes here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I watching his all the judgment I... from here. I've been he watching his facial. Be all three of us have been talking, yeah. and I'm like, what is he going to say? <laughs> he wanted to be last just so he can be like, listen, you guys are all stupid. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, if it makes sense what everyone's saying, and it's it's one of those things with patches. Like, we all kind of thought he was going to come into the top six when he, when he signed with the team, and then him being out for a while, then you see where the kind of the team is at. You want to try to mess with the chemistry as less as possible and i understand with the third line the third line in the last i don't know how many games i think the canes tweeted out like i think it was the other day if i can find it real quick it was about those three together yeah uh, in the last five games the third line has produced 19 points between the, the three of them yeah so I, and I trade them all <laughs> that's it <laughs> And the, and the thing for me is like the what the way I put that tweet out about Patrick coming back for me it's not a this isn't going to be the lines every single night it's just this is why I think it's going to be when he comes back to ease him back into the system. Why didn't you preface I, that then? <laughs> you have 140 characters. Get off his back. <laughs> just doing the names alone is already a, like terrifying. That's, 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 that's why you. That's why you shorten them to their uh, nicknames. Nicknames, yeah. But but you still have to. But KK, you already cut uh, out like ten letters. <laughs> you still have to list twelve guys. It's like that's still so many characters. So you could be you like. Can also, you can also you can also subtweet. You can also tweet under your tweet with your. No one reads Twitter threads, Cat. That's. Trust me, I, no. I'll show you my analytics. It doesn't happen. I've tried it. It doesn't. Maybe just not yours. <laughs> People love some of my tweets. Okay, some of my tweets yeah, are very key, popular. Keyword some. Keyword so. some. Listen, how many times like, has no, Mike Sunheim liked your tweets? That's all I'm saying. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Anyways, keep you were saying, Zach. Uh... <laughs> oh, this will be a long podcast. Um... <laughs> hey, it's the fiftieth episode. They knew what they were getting into. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, how come Zach doesn't talk very much on the podcast anymore? Well, let me see what happened. Was <laughs> well, he went from talking for an hour and a half by himself to getting a co-host, so we'd only have to talk for forty-five minutes to get another co-host, to only have to talk for thirty, and then. <laughs> He brought on a guest so he could do a quick 
15 and go home. Like, <laughs> and the fact that both my co hosts are literally the exact same person, it's just the spy yeah, that one was on you. That was that, yeah, that's all your fault, bud. <laughs> hey, when you try and garner talent, you gotta make sacrifices somewhere. So, I mean, it is what it is. I don't but... think it was a bad choice. <laughs> no, of course, you would say yeah. that. Like, yeah. <laughs> anywho. Lines go. So I I understand that bringing up the third line, and for me, it's like I can't. First game back, I just don't see patches being on the fourth line, or as my Twitter likes to mess with me and put patches. I love that guy, patches. He's he's my favorite NHL player. I I don't know. I don't know where the G came from because I didn't click. That was I don't know. What are you talking about? I love patches. Oh my goodness. That's but, patches. A- that's patches after he gets back from his injury. That's his new name. <laughs> no, it's, pa- it's I think patches. After patches is like six shots deep. And that's when he comes <laughs> Pag- patches after dark. Um, that's why I had to ask. That's why when I heard the can cracking, I had to ask what Zach was was uh, drinking there because we had to make sure patches wasn't coming out. It's a, it's, a, it's a diet coke and my very awesome Primal X hockey koozie. Shout out to our amazing sponsors at Primo. Uh, for being for being our OG sponsor of the show, we'll talk about them in a little bit. It's not that time yet, but <laughs> getting back to the lines, if I may, please. Thank no. you very much. <laughs> Next subject. Just kidding. <laughs> line Took change. Too long. Line Next. change. I, I, I need a line change. Bailey, you're out. <laughs> that power play was unsuccessful. Line change. <laughs> Something, something that the Hurricanes in this podcast have in common. The power play did not work out too well. <laughs> You're losing Anywho, your sniper inspection. If they would cubs, just trade Aho, the power play would get better. <laughs> just pointing that out. My man. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm technically, I'm technically the Jordan Stahl of the group, so I should be retiring after the season of the podcast. So, I mean. <laughs> I was so confident about that this offseason, by the way. Like so confident he was gonna be tiring at the end of the year. And then his forced media interview, he was like, Yeah, that's stupid. Who would think that? And I was like, Okay, Jordan, come back. I think he wants the cup too much. Okay, so for me, it's like for Patch Ready, it's like I I don't want to see him go on the fourth line his first game back. That's why I kind of thought that didn't make sense. And then I was looking at the top six, but the top six, like we want the confidence line back. That's why I'm like I put that out there. It's like the confidence line needs to be put back together. It was working. It just, we need that consistency because that's where people are like, well, KK's not doing so good, but we've talked about it. If you give him a consistent line, he's going to be fine. That's what he was doing for most of the season, you know, the first part of the, the of the season. That's why I think we need to go back to that. The first line was working together. Those three work fine. It is what it is. And that's why I'm like, for me, it's like it would make sense to put patches on the third line starting out with him being back. He's not a quote-unquote fourth-line guy. There's no lines, but let's just say that he's not in that range. And we really need to stop acting like the fourth line is a, oh, you're the worst player on the team. Go play there. That's just not how the That's fourth not how line it works is. with us. Yeah. Well, well, not anymore. I think in the, in the new in the new age of eight in the NHL, especially with certain teams, the fourth line isn't a you are an absolute terrible hockey player, but we can't send it down to the minors. So here's the fourth line. That's just not how it is. But I just don't see Patrick being down there. That's why I kind of slot him in the third line. I did say I understand that you don't break up the third line, and I'm not trying to say it's a permanent breakup. It's just a, hey, we got to get Patrick back in some game shape and get him back into the flow. Let's put him on the most consistent line we have on this team with Faust and Stahl. That's why I kind of had those two together still because those two work because you just add whoever you want on that left wing. 
they're going to be fine. That's kind of why I did that. It's not. I, a, I will say though, I think adding Martinuk there has given him the boost of confidence that he's needed this season. And, and I agree with that. That's he's what I'm, performed I, really well there. Yeah, and I'm not saying Martinuk is going to be. He's like this is the lines and that's going to be it. It's over. No, it was just a quick. Here's a what it's going to be like when he's first back, and we'll figure it out later. It's just when you look at the top, you can't take Nietzsche's and, and Svechikov out. They're playing out of their minds. They're playing great hockey. You know, Aho, he's our one C. That's kind of a no-brainer. Jarvis, he's been playing really well. Tara Vinen, you really can't take him out of the top six either. So it's kind of like, what do you do with your top six? And that's my, kind of where I'm struggling with. Like, where do you put Pacioretty? Because, like, yeah, you you have to take someone out. But it's like Nietzsche has not played center at all in NHL. So you know how he's going to be. And he's been playing phenomenal as the right wing. I don't want to take him out of a zone that he's been playing so well in this season. Given the fact that he just got a new, was it two, three year contract? Like, I don't want to mess with that. Like, I don't want to mess with his confidence of, what, of how he's been playing. He's been playing in the wing. He's been playing very well. You don't want to mess that up. So that's why I don't want to see him get knocked out of that position. But, the, like, the thing is, though, there's really no other center. Supposedly Jarvis is because he's listed on on hockey websites as like a as a wing slash center. That's never going to happen. So if, the thing is like there's there's no real if other. Jarvis centers. gets a shot at center before Natchez. I think Natchez would literally kill Rod. Like <laughs> I, I don't. Well, see especially because he asked. He asked. Yeah. About it. And Jarvis is probably like I don't I didn't I didn't want this I didn't yeah, I, I didn't choose no, that. No, it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. That's what I'm saying though. It's like other than Natchez, there's no really other center. On the top six, and yeah, you could see you can put him over there, but he's been playing too well as a wing to take him out of that slot to put him in the center spot. So really, like that's why for me, that's why it made more sense to put Patch ready on the third line to get him back going, and then figure out at some point. It's just that that's and like what me and Cav talked about, you know, you know, on Twitter or over other media, is the fact that this is a good problem to have where you have too much talent and not enough space. But it's like, who do you take out of the top six that's going to make sense? For yeah. the team, the only one and, you really take out is Cock and Yemi, but you don't want to do that though, because you just put him there to give him a, to get him used to being the two C, because everyone saw him as the two C when Trocheck left. So why you want to take him out now, just because Pacioretty's back, which he's still only he's only here for a one year. He's not a permanent guy unless we give mm-hmm. him a, a bigger contract. So even then, do you really want to do you really want to stunt Cock and Yemi another season? Just for a rental in Pacioretty, which it was already going to be one year. Now you're talking four months, five months at the best, depending on how how deep our our playoff run is. You're talking yeah. maybe half a season. I'd rather have Kakanyemi keep getting better for the next eight seasons, rather than just have a guy who's going to be here for another six months get a shot over him in the top six. But I agree. I, I understand where everyone's coming from. That's a really good point. That is a terrifically good point. Can't believe I'm gonna, like I can't believe I said it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's why I like that's why that's why I like having discussions like this because it's like it's, we all have different ideas of how it should work and stuff like that. But for me, it's I'd rather have a long term solution rather than a short term fix. Well, that's and kind that's of the why, thing with we're excited to have patches in. Like I'm excited to see him play. Oh, Everyone's same been here. So hyped I love about it. it. But I'm, it's I'm weird because it. especially now that we have, I mean, and of course in November when we had our slump, 
all of us were like, oh, I can't wait for Patches to get back. Like, we need something. But now they have found their groove. They're playing well together. And you're like, it'd be great to have this guy in here. I don't want to mess with the chemistry. I Like, it's it's a hard thing because you're like, I want the guy in, but I don't want to mess with the chemistry. Right. Um, so mess that's how. Chemistry is less as possible. And that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, I mess with the chemistry of this team right now. I that's- will stand by the the viewpoint in my household um, is last season. I mean, love them for game seven, but last season we pulled in Domi. We slot him into a team that had chemistry together, but we put him around in different spots. And I think we lost team chemistry. I honestly do. Um, we hadn't spent the season with the guy. And he just wasn't going to do what we – he wasn't like a sudden fix to help us. Um, I thought he was going to be our extra when we had someone hurt, but instead he started slotting in like a normal – like over guys that had waited to get in the lineup all season. Um, So, yeah, uh, team chemistry is above any player, in my opinion. Um, It'd be nice. Like, again, I think the first couple games having him on a lower line just to get him some minutes but not overwork him – to get back into the game, get him used to playing with guys. He's still going to play on the power play, correct? So he's still oh, going to make yeah, it's not impact. Like he's just, yeah, it's not like he's just designated for the third line or the fourth line and that's it. No, he's going to be in a power play unit. That's what we brought him in. We brought him in for his scoring ability. It's just the thing is, that's what I'm saying. You don't want to mess with the too much of the chemistry right off the bat just for a short stint of yeah. him being here. That's why, like I said, you put him on a lower line, you get him on the power play units, you work him in another area. So just don't mess with how the if now let's just say this, like what Kat said. November, different story. Let's just say the Kings are fighting for a wild card spot. You know, the team's been struggling. Number one goalie's out. Pacioretty's out. Andre Kosh is out. The defense is the defense right now. Like just say the defense is struggling. They can't figure it out with the third pair, blah, 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 blah. It would be a different story if the Hurricanes were fighting for a wild card spot or fighting for the top three in the division. That's where you can be like, okay, where can we throw, slot Patrick in the top six? Who do we move out of that area? Move them down. That's a different story. Unfortunately, right now, this team is playing too well to where I just I don't want to mess with it too much. And that's why I think I'd rather have a long-term success with Cockney Sting where he's at giving him – the confidence line back together rather than having, Oh, let's make a cup run right now with a guy who might not even be a hurricane after the season. Cause I don't, so, cause I don't see the Kings giving him money to stay here. We don't got the space, especially when we got to get Aho back. We got to get Slavin back at some point. Pesci, Brady Shea, almost the entire Ford court needs to come back. And we got to figure out our backup goalie next year. Cause guess what? Outside of, uh, out of a uh, Piotr, we don't have a backup goalie. Heck, we don't even have a third string goalie right now. If you want to look at it, <laughs> there's a there's a lot of moving parts after this season. Like even after yeah. after like what after the next season, <clears throat> you have three guys locked up. Three. Again, I bring I bring back uh, Joel's hourglass analogy. So. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in that spot. We're yeah, in the we're... pinch, and it's going to be hard to – I I, I want to say that I believe in this team's grit and determination and that no matter who they bring back, they could do it. Just because, I mean, maybe that's me as a delusional, naive fan. 
But at the same time, too, you got to think, I mean, this there are a lot of guys who we consider crucial to this team who aren't slotted to come back right now. And it's it kind of makes you wonder how much longer, how many more years do we have a shot at this? This is, I don't think Waddell thinks in windows. And I know how crazy that sounds to like a hockey mind. But maybe it's not Waddell. Maybe it's Tulski, or maybe it's Dundon. With this, I think I th- it, it's the whole it's the whole front office. Yeah, like, the front office thinks so differently compared to any other front office that has ever existed in the hundred plus years. They're of they're, they're, pl- they're playing four. They're playing forty chess. Yeah, it's not even. They chapters. have somehow created a fifth dimension, and they're playing five D chess. Like that is what they do. That makes sense. I don't. I, so I don't know. Like. In I understand why other fan bases don't understand why we constantly change our lines. Because that's not what happens. No, it, it doesn't make sense to do. somebody who doesn't understand the system. Yeah. But are you going to sit down in front of Rod Brindamore in his office in the building where the, his two conf- conference um, division banners are hanging with his Jack Ida- Adams sitting on the shelf and be like, listen, man, I don't think you're making the right choices. Of course not. That's insane. Mm-mm. And no, for as much as... We can complain while the team keeps shifting around, or like you know, if, Pat, if Pat Reddy is a rental, that's amazing because we paid literally nothing for it. And if we win a cup off it, it's amazing. And if we don't win a cup off of it, well, it was fun while it lasted. But that's, I don't think Waddell, I don't think the management group thinks in a window because every year they try to find that, well, if this works out, it's amazing. And if it doesn't, who cares? Like, as well, that's why as, I'm saying the whole, yeah, I, I, I want to believe that we well, could do it no matter what our roster looks this like. Is, but. This will be a controversial take, but with TDA, they took so much freaking heat over TDA, and they didn't care because they're like, well, is he going to produce? Like, will he make the team better than it would have been without him? Which... And this is kind of a controversial thing within fan bases, too, but... Uh, I, I guess I look at things a little bit differently because a lot of times you see athletes and they're these multi-millionaire kind of guys and you tend to take the person out of the player. And I feel like a lot of times, sometimes that's what our front office does. And they look at it more of like a production business kind of mindset. Cause you got to think Don Waddell's a businessman, uh, Tom Dundon, he's a businessman. Um, they're, they're running it. That's really all hockey teams are. It's a business. The NHL is a business. And that's what they're kind of looking at the players as is their assets and their guys that are going to produce. And at the end of the day, they are going to be bringing me money. I, maybe this is just the empathetic side of me too, but it comes down to, okay, who am I putting my money into? Am I, like, I want to be able to look at, okay, past the whole, oh, you're a player on my screen scoring goals and uh, producing for this team. But what are you doing outside of the game that's also contributing to uh, you as a person? That's so. more of a, a small market thing, too. Yeah, when, no, and I, I understand Hartford, that. Yeah. It was like a needed part. Like, if you wanted to be mm-hmm. on the roster, you had to participate in the community. Or uh, take the Raleigh Icecaps. Uh, mm-hmm. Watch that space. Anyways, um, when they were here, <laughs> those players had to participate in the community. And that's mm-hmm. not, like, modern-day hockey, that's not a thing. Right. Yeah. And so that's why and why and why I bring up the NHL is a business and I, I understand that's why they look at it. But it also you brought up a great point in saying 
our front office is a lot different than other business minded front offices as well. So it's, it's just kind of interesting to kind of see those moving parts as opposed to what other fan bases are kind of used to. I purely think if our front office was like other front offices, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have had Mark Nook as long as we have. Oh, absolutely. And it's paid off like a hundred percent. He would not be here. right now. And it's paid off. Like, I mean, I will, I will gladly take back all of my criticism. I think he's, he's done so well this season. I still, it scared me the living bejesus out of me for a long time seeing first line Martin Oak. And I was the first one to be like, man, I, still I love the guy. Think, yeah. But he's, but I was like, oh, but he's just not to the caliber we need. And now he's been like, nope. And I honestly, back. I think the, the front office banked on his locker room personality and his role as captain. Again, he's an asset. And I think that's mm-hmm. where a lot of the, it's some of most of the okay i'm looking at you as a person this is how you're contributing that that's i think the biggest thing that they see in martinuk is that he is somebody who's going to help energy yeah with the hurricanes it's more of a art this is a culture team this is not a that's why people are like well, you don't have superstars in this team. I was going like to bring this up. You don't have a Marshawn. You don't have a Pasternak. You don't have a Connor McDavid. You don't have blah, 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 blah. The thing is, we we do have superstars. They're just a little bit more quiet about it. Of course, no one really no one really looks at the Hurricanes because we don't have superstars in the sense they're not, they're like Connor McDavid or and, Austin Matthews. And the one person that they deem our superstar has been out for the past couple games, and we've done fine. And my point being is the fact that this is a this this is a team with ever since Rod took over and how with this front office group and how this team has been built. This is a team that's, are you going to fit into our system? If you don't interfere in our system, you might not stay here a long term and stuff like that. And that's why I think with like with Martin, he stayed for a long time because he's a guy who, who knows the system. He does his job. Like I said about Jordan Stahl, he does his job in the system that's built around. And that's why he's a captain. That's why he does all the things that are not on the score sheet. Like him and Jasper Faust, those are system guys that work together very well. That's why that third line is always consistent. That's why you look at the defense. That's why Jacob Slavin is the one of the best shutdown defensemen in the entire league. Thank you, Frank Zellavelli, for finally saying something about that. I know someone on TikTok recently on this podcast has mentioned that before, but I mean, you know, we're here or there. <laughs> but it's like you look at Brett Pesci, guy's been here for a long time, not a stat packing, a stat packer in terms of defense, does his job. Brady Shea, same way. They're one of the top defensive lines in the league right now. Exactly. So. And then you bring in Brent Burns for three more years. Ah, oh, Brent Burns is old. He's not going to do anything. I think Brent Burns has been totally fine with the Hurricanes because he does his job. Does, I think he's he, still trying to find his group a bit, but he's he has it. He has adjustment. Yeah, yeah, he has adjustment. And I will be. I'll be honest. Every time when a goal is scored against most most recently. And most goals when it's been when Burns has been on the ice against us, Slavin hasn't been with him. Just saying, it was in transition times, and he was yeah without his uh, and the, 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 he is an off- he's an offensive <laughs> defenseman. He he's an offensive defenseman that still does a better job than what TDA did. Of course, you know it's TA because he never played defense, but at least with Burns, he can play defense for the most part. But his offensive production is still better. We look at the third. You look at the third pair. Calvin Ahan and Jalen Shaffield have been another shutdown group. 
Like our defense is totally fine. And that's what I'm saying. This is a team built on a system. This is a team that's built on chemistry, on a culture. That's why it works here in Carolina with the guys that we have. And that's why for me, it's like, I don't want us to just go get dudes because of their names. Are you going to work for this team? Are you going to do what is necessary for this team to win? And that's why Tolsky and everyone else, because I think Dunnan is the, all right, not Dunnan, but Waddell is the face, the face as, as the GM, but it's Tolsky and everyone else behind him because Walt Ruff has said it too. It's those names behind the scenes that should get the more get the most praise because they do their jobs. The scouts for the NHL side and in Europe for the amateurs and in the States, they go and find the talent that's going to work for the team. And I think that's why it works so well here for Carolina is the fact that we are a chemistry system cultured team. That makes sense. And that's why I'm glad we're not a big market. We're going to just drop money and go get everybody because that's just not how it works. Because we see how it works with these teams that have big names like the Toronto Maple Leafs. 40 million and four guys can't get out of the first round. All right, Zach, I got a question for you then. And okay. I guess for our listeners and for Colin and Bailey, um, speaking of um, that, we have star players that aren't really like considered star players. Um, so, a big spicy question Would you give up your star player if it guaranteed you a cup? Mm. Absolutely. Here's a here's a really interesting thing. Who yeah, do you here, think that star player would be from us too? Because I don't think we would right. have the same opinion. Yeah, because here's here's my thing though. Because because obviously think, for other people it'd be like McKinnon or McDavid. Here but. here's here we're talking. Let's just talk about the Carolina Hurricanes as a whole because uh, this is the team we talk about. For me, is I think you have to I'm, look I'm a at. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> My, for me, it's like the. I think you ask anyone, there's a different opinion on who that star player is, like Colin said. And the, for me, it's like, okay, if you're giving up that star player to guarantee yourself a cup, I mean, is it is it going to be beneficial to win for that one cup, or do you want to keep the guy to win multiple cups as well? Like I said, that's that's a short term. I love the question, but there's a, there's a lot of context that has to go around that question. Because before we get deep dive into this, Colin, who do you think the star player is for the Hurricanes? Who do I think other people think it is, or in my no, 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 no. This, who do this, you this, think this, it is? This I'm is a personal opinion. To hear both sides of the, well, each of your answers. It, it, uh, mine is definitely Svetch. Svetch is like the moment of this team right now. No offense to Aho, but Thor Dundon's first year. We get Aho, Rod becomes, uh, not Aho, excuse me, Svechnikov, Brenda Moore becomes coach, and then as the team has progressed and built this terrific storyline over the past five seasons, Svech has progressed with the team. So every time the team takes a step forward, Svech takes a step forward. Also, Bailey yawned after she asked me to do this, but anyways... <laughs> Oh, um, I was trying to laugh. Silently. I'm working. I'm working on six hours and less of sleep. Leave me alone. That sounds like a great night's sleep. But after working ten hour days, four days in a row, you leave me. Alone. All right, continue, Colin. Continue. No. Well, well, I definitely my think life, it's really. off. That's what I'm saying. Six hours is like, okay. Well, so I you think it? Life. You think it's fetch? I think it's think fetch. Other but people on think a it's on level. Other people just looking at the team are going to say it's auto 
because it's very surface level. So they're gonna be like, well, he's the one seed. You Does know, he a usually... certain rookie goalie start to play into this conversation a little bit, though? It's no, because uh -oh. no one believes he's real, and that's why he got snubbed <laughs> for the three stars last week. Because no, no, no one, one he's believes real. he's real. I don't remember. <laughs> he's, a mythal, he's a mythical Russian beast that challenged that's Marshall real, one game. Like, <laughs> I, I don't remember who tweeted it, but someone was like, "We just shouldn't consider Carolina goalies." Uh, for awards because their defense is so good it makes them look I good. Saw no, that's that. absurd. Like, that is the stupidest never... thing I've ever heard. They said what? we should never consider Carolina goalies because whoever plays for Carolina, they are immediately good goalies. I was like, that makes no sense. It makes no sense. No. <laughs> I mean, Scott Darling would like to have a I was Yeah, that's I was going to say Scott Darling but, said Carolina but, is the place goalies go to die. So. Uh, but, uh, he did say that. That man but, made me lose a piece of my soul one game. I can't. He did play in the dark ages of the hurricane, so there's also that factor as well. Uh, it's a little, it's a little, but goalies don't go to die here. I mean, Cam Ward would like to have a word. A yeah. river. Pia Mrazek, James Reimer, Nedeljkovic. As much as we make other goalies look good when we play them, we do help out our i think we bring out potential in good goalies i do think that because i think that they when a goalie so we were playing when we played chicago last and marazic came out and um our friend beth was very much is very marazic to come out and that's true he is a very aggressive goalie i think he would come out and he does more of those like off the wall like think when he doesn't trust the defense in front of him i think goalies get more comfortable and play better when they trust who is in front of them coming from someone that played goalie at soccer i would do yeah. that so i would I think mean, it'd what, be the same in hockey i mean i mean well piotr's also a madman because we all saw what he did to uh the, the bruins where he just came way out of the net and did a spectacular save so i mean he's also russian so he's got the russian gas and just like no f's to give so i mean Oh, what, what? there's also, also the Piotr copter from practice earlier today. <laughs> oh, so. yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the celebration after stopping Svechnikov, and there's also the paddle save, which was just, let me just say, very nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, Colin, so you're saying it's Svechnikov as your guy, yeah, but everyone else thinks it's Aho. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, you, you want to trade him. Okay, well, we'll, 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 we'll go to, to the trade or not trade think it's Aho? Like, when you talk to other fans, they almost always think it's Aho. Yeah, very rarely uh, do they even know other players. I, yeah, I, I think I think we should do the um, let's go let's get everyone's player and then who they think it is, and then we'll dive into will you trade them or not. So, Cat, who is your player and who do you think everyone else picks as our star for the Hurricanes? I agree that I think everyone says it's Aho, um, and I want to also say Svetch, but also. I think our team has success not like I think our team has success because of our defensive core honestly she's going to say I'm saying well it would be slave okay no I want to say, <laughs> say Svetch I, I do want to say Svetch I would say in this scenario it would probably be Svetch that people would be like give up and then like still win the cup unfortunately um just because even though i see them as valuable and i don't think most people would call them stars 
I think it would, I don't even know if it'd be possible in my viewpoint right now, if we gave up players like Slavin and Pesci and then won a cup, like, I don't think, I don't see who would replace them with. So I think they're stars and they're owning. I'm going to say Svetch. I have a long winded answer, but I guess it would be Svetch. Um, if you're I would, not I would on be the YouTube version, un- you can see her face wants to say Slavin. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, it does. You can see oh, the it, inner it. turmoil going on right now. Cause I have reasons for like those players. I would also have reason that I would feel terrible if we gave up if we called him like i mean our heart and soul jordan saul gave him up and then we got a cup in return like that just i don't know if i would that cup would feel the same honestly yeah so it it depends what you mean by star and what you mean by like valuable who's who's the who's the face of the franchise like who's our guy yeah it would be who's the who's the star player yeah it'd be spitch I hate this question. I posed it and I hate it. Go ahead. Actually, we can thank Jules for posting that in, in our uh, groups on Twitter. So thank you, Jules. We appreciate you. So Bailey, who do you think so, is our star player? Who do you think people think is our star player? So with it, it's kind of the, a similar kind of thing with you guys. I, I think it really depends on who you'd consider a star. And there are a lot of guys who are making cases for themselves this year. Um, who like you guys who are people name. talking about the most? Who are people talking about the most outside of, outside of the hurricanes circles? Who do you think people are, are looking at as the dude for the hurricanes? It's between Svetch and Natchez for me. I think. For you, for you personally, you're talking about for everyone else. Well, no, no, kind of seeing names being thrown around too, because especially when they were kind of on their hot streak for goals, kind of uh, surrounding Svetch's hat tricks. Mm-hmm. That was it. Like there were a lot of guys, kind of uh, or people just on Twitter and social media circles in general, kind of talking about Natchez and how the hot streak and uh, he's been on, especially given the lack of production he had last season. Mm-hmm. Um, so y- you could, you could make a case for either of those guys. And honestly, I wouldn't blame them because those are kind of my star who I would, it, it could be a toss up between the two of them for me right now. Okay. Cause who, you think, who, cause you think you're getting finesse out of Natchez and you mm-hmm. get a heck of a sniper out of Svetch. So it, it's. And a bully on the ice. <laughs> yeah, so it, and, they're, uh, they're two different players who are stars in their own right. And uh, Svechnikov's also figured out how to do a one-timer, too, so he's just became more dangerous. Yeah, so, so it, it's it, are, are you wanting that power aspect or are you wanting that finesse aspect? And I think the finesse is kind of what draws people in a little bit more. Um, me personally, and I think Sp- Natchez has had kind of a bigger conversation surrounding him outside of us Kaniacs. So I may go a little off board here and say Natchez. Okay. Um, with that said, who- oh, who- wait, hold on. For everyone else, who do you think? Who do you think everyone else talks about? No, so those Natchez would be my answer for both. Natchez for both. I think so. Okay. As much as I want to say Svetch, and I'm trying to be unbiased here because Svetch is my current favorite player on the Canes. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm trying to it's play hard. the It's I'm hard trying not to, to play the unbiased game a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that that's truly, I, I see Natchez as a star in his own right. 
Um, I think especially we talked about it and talked about it a little bit before on this episode is his confidence has boosted. And I think he's turned out to be a better player, not only as a, the face of the team outside of us fans, but in, in my mind too, cause it, it's something I, I went into this season kind of doubting resigning. Well, he was because of his production last season. season. Yeah. yeah so, he struggled last season and teams were still wanting him, even though he was yeah. struggling. Teams were still being like, Hey, do you want to give him up? And that just showed that they knew there was a star there. Yeah. So my nature's would be my answer for both. With that said, if it came to giving him up to win a cup, you could get a yes out of me. So I, 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 Josh, 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 I, I know Josh is going to hate me for saying the Canes that. didn't say yes last year though. So they, yeah, they didn't want to give him up for anyone last year. So yeah. And I, I, I totally get that, but it, it's, it's the risk and reward with certain things. If yeah. you're sitting here saying that no matter what player I give up, we're going to get a cup this season. I've never witnessed a cup. I've been alive for a cup, but I've never witnessed one. And maybe that's just the selfishness in me wanting to see my team hoist something that they've worked so hard for in the last, especially five years. Yeah. I feel if like- it takes giving up somebody to guarantee that, I- I'd I say feel like yeah. this question i feel like this question is especially hard sorry i know we're waiting on zach because he's got that look again of what he's just gonna drop <laughs> a bomb on us um but i would say this question is especially hard because it's not are you going to give up a player for the cup which teams do all the time they have look to at tyson Jones last season with the avalanche they so. make their wa- rosters work to win the cup mm-hmm. this one is do you give up your star player the player that everyone that everyone or you assume you need to win the cup which makes this a very hard question. Mm-hmm. All right, Zach, now your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, if we're talking about the everyone outside of who we think it's going to be us personally, I think a lot of people are going to say Aho, just because mm-hmm. it's like it's the, like Colin said, it's the it's the short, easy, quick answer because he's the face. He's been here for so long. He's got the points. Yada yada yada. Go from there and stuff like that. So that. It kind of makes sense to why people think it'd be Aho. A lot of people now would say Svechnikov because of how he's been playing. He's got the physicality. He's got all the, you know, he's got all the aspects that would make you be like, okay, would you want to do it? Sure. Some people could probably say, okay, maybe Piotr because he's been playing this year. Sure. I mean, I can some I can see some people saying, well, Jacob Slavin because he's the sh- top shutdown defenseman on the team. You know, why not? You know. We can guarantee giving him up. You know, would it be possible to get the you know go for the cup and do it like that? And for me, I think it's yeah. Mine is an interesting pick because I think this is also looking at a long term view as well. Because we haven't seen the full potential of this guy, but I think I'm seeing that... a running theme here. <laughs> Uh, this is a name. I, th- I feel. Yeah, I think this is a, like a name that like that people are gonna be like, "What?" But if you think about it, long term wise, like just how he's been, it will make it will make sense because he's only been with the team for a year and a half now. I think Seth Jarvis will. Be, I think it's Seth Jarvis. There was reports that he was 
I don't want to say almost traded, but was on table on the table for several transactions in the offseason. Oh yeah. Cause people know how good he's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm going that's why I'm coming out of left field on this one. That I think it's Seth Jarvis, because we know how good he already is. And the fact that he wasn't even getting consistent minutes last year on where the lines he was on. So you took it as future star more than oh. current star. Oh no, I took it as a whole I... thing. I took it as a whole thing. Well... It, no, it's it's all. No, I think he is a star player. I think yeah. Seth Jarvis is a star player because for what he's done, not even at drinking age yet, he's <laughs> already playing really phenomenal. And for the fact that it's younger than me, and that's saying something. <laughs> Two thousand and one. Okay. Really, really, they added me to this podcast to be the in between. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, hey, you're all, you're, 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 the different you're, generations. Twenty nine, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's, I think it says a lot of people are gonna be like, he's not a star player. No, he is. He has years, not years, not you're not yet there. You're not there yet. And would I want to give him up? Absolutely not. I will say I wasn't saying he's not a star player. I was just saying oh, I, I don't think he's quite like. I wouldn't put him as star player as terms of like. Spatcher Aho, because I don't think he's fully like I think he's still developing. Just like mm-hmm. I would have said, probably last year Fetch wouldn't be at the same star quality I would say this year because mm-hmm. he's learned so much more. Just controlling his like controlling his temper, not taking as oh, many yeah. penalties, all of these things. But oh, yeah. good answer, Zach. You're very very humble about it. <laughs> you know, I I try, I try my best. I try my best to. to... <laughs> He's gonna that. have us put this on record so that later when it comes back, Jarvis is like top of the world. He's gonna be like, um, who said this first on our podcast? <laughs> this guy. This guy. <laughs> uh so real quick, so the projected roster for the hurricanes just dropped for tonight's game against the Panthers. I want to do this real quick. Uh Teravina Aho Jarvis, Svechikov, Stasny, and Nietzsche for the second line, Martin Uxdal Faust, Nason Kakanami step on. Slavin Burns, Shea Pesci, Dahan Chatfield, Ranta, then uh, Kachekov. So, so no changes then from the last game? No, no. Anderson's still Next. here with the lower body. Kasha's out for concussion protocol. Dylan Coughlin, death taxes, and healthy scratched. Uh, but shout out to Ranta with his shutout last game. Yeah, first yeah. shutout of the season for him. Yeah. Honestly, that that last game was, I feel like, the Ranta of end of last season and uh, the playoffs. Um, I think he's, he struggled. He got a little bit of injury prone towards uh, in the season a little bit. Um, I think he struggled a little bit. Um, you could kind of tell from his interview that he got a little choked up. Cause he, I think he felt like the fans were excited for him to be there again. You can hear uh, how excited he was for the fans chanting his name. That was So I think like even though he's Father Finn and he's so poised and calm and everything, you could kind of see I think it's plagued him a little bit that, you know, with Anderson going out, he's like, okay, I'm ready to step up to the plate like I did before when Anderson went out. And I think he did a great job for a guy that wasn't really supposed to be the starter. Um, 
then of course we weren't playing our best. So I think we kind of left him out to dry a couple of the games. He started the season. We get Piotr. Everyone's all about Piotr. He plays fantastic. And I think that probably just plagued Ronta a little bit seeing like, okay, I already was the number two. Now I'm kind of being the number two to this kid. I, this injury is holding me back and we're not playing good games even when, I, and then if he has a little bit of a bad game, everyone's piling on him. So I, I always will appreciate our goalies. And I think it was a really good deal that he got that shut out and could kind of get that boost of confidence again. And obviously um, Rod is giving him that confidence again. I know we're thinking Piotr's like tweaked a little something and we're, say, we're making sure he's good to go, but I know it's probably a really good feeling for Rod to get this start. He's also and one in his last five. So there's also very that. true. Two things though. Uh, I used to think the same exact thing. And then uh, no, I don't think Ranta, I mean, Ranta doesn't want to be benched for 82 games. But Ronta doesn't mind like taking the back seat. He realizes he, you know, he's up there for hockey. Um and especially as a goaltender, yeah. He, he's yeah. he's he's the same he's the same age as Freddie Anderson. The idea that we we got these two goaltenders and everyone was like, wow, they're kind of old and they might get injured a lot. And we were like, no, it's going to be fine. And then as it turns out, hey, man, they're kind of old and might get injured a lot. We, but, um... we love injury. We love injury prone players. Yeah. We, we, we collect them like trading cards. We're like, here, come here. Maybe you won't be injured with us. Hey, and then the avalanche like, would like a word. Kidding. I'm the avalanche would like a word. <laughs> well, I, I, I 100% don't think Ranta minds. I think Ranta, in his head, knows where he is in his career. And he's just along for the ride. So yeah. when Anderson went down, Pietro came up, and Pietro was on fire. It's like, good for the kid. Like, this, this is great. Plus, I don't have to work. Like, I'm not getting <laughs> paid a million plus a year mm -hmm. to just watch hockey. Um, yeah. And then the, the first game that Ranta went in, um, was definitely that Pietro had tweaked something. And yeah. I don't know how to phrase this. From what I've been told, it is no longer that Pietro, P uh, Kochekov, Russian names are not fun. Anyway. Piotr, it's Piotr. It's P yeah, Piotr. 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 So I pronounced it wrong like five <laughs> times. And you, whatever, Kochekov. <laughs> um, he, it's not that he's still tweaked. Though they want to see if he can ride the bench for a little bit and then still come out on fire. That's what I've been told. Which is fair. Yeah, that's what fair. I've been told. I, I didn't get it from Rod personally. From NHL insider Colin here. That's but I just, don't under, I just don't understand, Colin. Can you give me more information? What else has Rod said? <laughs> <laughs> um, he said that you should be a better fan and pay attention oh. to my <laughs> And you shouldn't ask stupid questions. Also, he this was very specific to you, Kat. Rod said she might be the worst hockey fan in the history of the sport, which I felt was a little out of line. But, you know, one day when you learn the game, you'll, you'll understand. It's because I reminded him of his bad sophomore year, and he said it wasn't really a sophomore slump. <laughs> that was a real thing. Uh, no. Was that was – that condescending enough or should i add a little bit extra on there i love the sauce no, um, so, zach regrets say, everything right now <laughs> the three of us are his worst nightmare right now okay well i i mean you know what if it doesn't bother ranta i'm so on board with that because i i don't know how much 
you know, they feed into the fans, obviously. Um, I do see how, I mean, we've seen how other teams have turned on their goalies. Um, and so just when our goalies are going down injured or they're having some off nights, um, which of the two, Ranta has more than Piotr. Um, I also think the team is played differently in front of them sometimes. Um, but I just, it was nice to see, like, even if it wasn't his confidence, it seemed like it was a confidence boost for him. Um, but even if he's not taking all the other things to heart, it's nice to see that when everyone is all about the new young goalie and then can kind of be like, oh no, why are we playing Ranta? I'm upset we're playing Ranta tonight, but that's only because he's not on my fantasy team. I'm really excited for him to play in general. He used to be on my fantasy team, but you can't really have, yeah, anyway. Anyway, that was a tangent. Um, I'm excited just that we have so many goalies still to choose from that we can rely on when the guy that we were really excited to get back this season is still out with Freddie Anderson. No. All right, so before we get into a couple more topics and all that good stuff, we are going to take a quick break uh, and talk about our amazing sponsors <laughs> at Primal X Hockey. Only two hours in. <laughs> well, when you get it's, three it's people. It's the 50th episode special. So I hope you guys are listening hours. on a really long car drive. <laughs> Some of you guys who might have had missed flights, this is your road trip. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just don't book with southwest and you'll be okay um guess who i'm flying in february <laughs> maybe they'll have it figured out by then maybe. Hey, we'll, hey, hey, we'll we'll see you on the sunday after the stadium series then. <laughs> yeah. but we do like the thing primal x hockey you know they've been our og sponsors since even before we even had a first episode because the podcast actually just turned one year old on twitter a couple days ago and they were pretty much the sponsor thing, like the night of the Montreal game, where Ronta got a shutout against the Canadians. Funny how that works. Funny how that works. But yeah, no. But big shout out to Primal X Hockey. They've been with us, you know, since the start. Um, if you're looking for, you know, equipment, you know, in terms of like, you know, like laces, stick tape, you know, skate guards, all that good stuff. Make sure you go check them out at PrimalXHockey.com. Like I said, they got a bunch of stuff. They even got great apparel. They got hoodies hats t-shirts you name it they got it and they've actually just started doing a skate sharpenings too so if you want to go down to their shop uh they're, they're in raleigh they're all about like 10 15 minutes away from the arena so if you want to get your uh, skate sharpened make sure you go down there and they'll take care of it for you so you got a really nice cool machine that does it for them and all that good stuff so make sure you go check them out and if you use the code SurgeCast at checkout you get 20 percent off of your order as well so not only are you helping supporting them you're also supporting the podcast as well because that just shows that you listen to the podcast and you go check them out. And it shows them that, you know, we're talking to them, which obviously we have to because they're just amazing sponsors. So like I said, go <laughs> check them out at PrimalXHockey.com. You, like I said, find a, a bunch of great stuff over there because, like I said, shop local and all that good stuff as well. And they do ship uh, across the continental United States for free. So you also get free shipping on your orders as well. So like I said, make sure to go check them out. And a big shout out to those guys for being with us for so long. And, uh, our Primal X Hockey League has been pretty fun. Not going to lie, though. It's been really oh, interesting. Oh, it's been a blast. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. We It's fun when the two losses I have are from the owner and his wife. So, Tuck, <laughs> I, I, Tuck I appreciate you and your family for giving me my only two losses in, in the Fantasy League. I appreciate that. Thanks. That, Humble that, that's King. Great. Humble yeah. King. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, hey, Bailey, you're actually looking so hot in our fantasy league right now no, with the hockey nerds against against me. You're losing to the 13th place team in my, the league by a lot. Let's just talk about how I left Jared freaking Spurgeon on my bench and he decided to go off. What? No, no. I have to say, I have to say that to be fair for how my hockey teams have been. Thank you. Um, <laughs> like, Leto I'm Kenny lead- now streaming on Hulu. <laughs> season 11 it's fantastic in season two of short season two of shores uh it's not too far behind either so check check them out cat looking at you watch the shows um <laughs> <laughs> but like I'm, I'm leading my divisions in my other leagues no issues teams are phenomenal like i said division leaders he, he you plays know. actual hockey nerds and he gets destroyed Well, hey, he he's he, I, I'm I'm not doing so hot. So this was a great he, he, he fourth and last free. episode for Cat. I know. To be honest, to I stopped myself. <laughs> to be honest, though, I had I was being very supportive of Zach in the beginning, and I asked him to give me some help with my team, and he gave me terrible advice. So then after that, never again. <laughs> <laughs> not with this league. Well, and also to be fair, you're on your own. To be fair, yeah. With this league, the the <laughs> roster setup is absolutely terrible. Like we have no nine. utility spot. It six, hurts. Six forwards and four defense and two goalies, and that's it. No utility spots. IR depth for days. Bench spots for days, but no starting spots for the two roster. Two claps for Jared on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely. It's 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 absolutely brutal of how the rosters are set up. So it's kind of like you're, like especially when you have like two games in one day, and like you have roster spots out the wazoo, and then you got one day where you get like twelve games at once, and you can't play everybody, so you have to figure who the hot hand is, and it's just never a good time. So Reason just, number two million four hundred seventy six thousand five hundred whatever. Why we hate the NHL schedules. <laughs> well, especially the Toronto Maple Leafs, where you had to take a hundred thousand dollar fine because you had to, you fly, you flew out an hour and a half earlier than what you were supposed to because you didn't want to get there at five in the morning in St. Louis. That yeah. is actually the most Maple Leaf things of all time. Because Tom but Dundon he, would never just be like, "Hey, born the hundred grand, I don't care." Here, and here's the thing, though, too. The Maple, the thing is, the Maple Leafs were the only team who didn't lose that traveled. Because the fact was you had like the 26 you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to travel, but they scheduled so many games on the 27th that a lot of teams had to leave after midnight, get there that morning, and their whole schedule's messed up. The Maple Leafs were the only team to leave early and won. It's supposed to be, isn't it supposed to be to like protect their like holiday yeah, times or whatever? It, it's it's in the, it's act yeah because like the Christmas Eve, Christmas, and the 26th are no travel days unless. The 26th falls on a Saturday. There's games scheduled. Then you would make the 23rd the no travel day instead of the 26th. So yeah. So, so you have to at least have three days for holiday. You got you got to have three consecutive days off around Christmas. And the thing was, the, so in reality, in reality, they're trying to cheat that they have the no travel thing. But then they're like, we're still going to do this really cram schedule. So you're going to abide by these rules, but. It's going to be a really crappy schedule while you abide by these rules. <laughs> exactly. And the thing was, like, the Maple Leafs players were okay with traveling on that day. That's why they left at 1030 instead of midnight. 
That's the the thing that I don't get to is, so when they talked about this, they were like, the team cannot mandate travel on the no they cannot they can they cannot mandate and they can't get consent either for it like they can't get consent from the like or how do they do it it's just do they think they're gonna like coerce the players into giving consent is that it yeah basically a player can't agree to be like well i should rephrase on a personal level they they can't be they can't they can't be forced to agree to it yeah well no they they technically can't like it's not up to the individual player it's in the cba so the cba dictates what the cba dictates so get, yeah. get screwed. But the Maple Leafs just have so much money that they were like, you know, is this worth hundred grand to be able to fly there a day early? And then they decided yes. That's the crazy part. Well, they, they were just well, 100% they, they, willing to throw away hundred grand. They left, a, they, left a, they left 90 minutes earlier than they were supposed to because the, the flight to St. Louis from Toronto is about an hour and a half to two hours. Do we think, hot take, do we think the Canadians – ratted them out <laughs> because they're they've been known to do that to teams when they don't I mean, when they think they're not playing or, 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 or you ask brad marchand about escrow and then he just you know blames oh that God. team for it no no one ever talks about winnipeg and escrow but that's not my point um let's not let don't don't talk about no one talks about nashville um look if you want to talk about anyone in escrow arizona is the easy pitch they play in a college <laughs> arena, and you want to come to us talking about escrow. We might Arizona has Gary Bettman wrapped around their finger. So I don't know they, how they, true they, that they, is. They have they have dirt. They have dirt on. They think they think Arizona will give them the new Matthews. So they're like, just in case Ottawa will move help you. Arizona moves. Gary Bettman will forever be like, hey, this franchise is doing fine. This franchise is not moving. You know, everything's great. Up until, okay, so this team is moving to Hamilton. Like, it, it, it's <laughs> what he did with Atlanta. Atlanta was fine. Everything was going well. And then all of a sudden, they were no longer in Atlanta. <laughs> it just is what it is. It's, yeah. it's actually a very similar thing with Hartford. When he was asked about what was going on with Hartford, it, I mean, I think it was in his first year as commissioner. He was like, oh, Hartford's doing fine. Peter Kamanis is so happy with everything that's going on. Meanwhile, it's now public information that Peter Kamano's bought the team and was immediately like, so where do we want to move this to? I like Vegas. And he's just going to lie about it. It is what yeah. it is. Yeah. So All right. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of star players, uh, Kat has actually made her first like huge, huge contribution to the podcast in introducing a new segment. Kat, do you want to kind of talk about it? Oh, Yeah. Okay, so we. She was not ready. She was. I didn't know. I didn't know where we were going with it. I really didn't. I'm ready now. Um, Yeah. So I love obviously all the rants and all the topics and everything. But my new segment I thought we would go with is called Ice Melting Takes. Um, Just a little controversy going around and seeing like, hey, what do you think about this? Obviously, a lot of our takes are a little ice melting, but this one was like particular um basically, so basically you can see the concrete underneath that's how melty it is like there's no ice yeah. left so also preference this is one topic every week we're not going to do like a million topics on it it's one topic that we found that we're going to talk about so mm-hmm. and we would love to hear your takes just like the one about the um just like when we pose would you take the cup if you gave away your star player we'd love to see any comments or your guys opinions on this as well um so this one was um 
we recently saw that what was his name Uh, it was for it was former hockey player john scott who had that whole big all-star game thing where like he was voted in but then was forced to go to the echl but then like that was a whole saga so he pretty much was saying um his last thing he said was Connor mcdavid is the best player in the world but if i'm building a playoff team right now he's not in my top five picks and it was pretty much uh would you take all world skills or toughness, two-way play, and a proven track record to build a successful playoff team. That, if you were building a playoff team right now, who would be leaving McDavid off of it? <laughs> Me. Interesting. Cosine. That's a hundred. Like, yeah. Why? All right, All right Colin. Let's, let's start with you. It's always starting with me. God, just let me. Hey, you're the guest. So it used to be me. Now it's. (laughs) This goes back to Wayne Gretzky is the greatest player to ever play the game. Blah blah blah. How many cups did he win? I'm going to pause you real quick. I'm going to pause you real quick on this. Tread lightly when you talk about Wayne Gretzky. No, this isn't. This isn't (laughs) okay. How many? But how many Stanley Cups did he win? Did he win a cup every single year? No. So he didn't. He he didn't win a cup every single year. Okay. No. First of all, that, that would be absurd. But um, mm-hmm. and there's the very famous story of the first time they went to the finals against the Islanders. Mm-hmm. They lose, and uh, they walk past the Islanders' locker room, and everyone's fallen apart and broken, and they put everything they had into winning that cup. And that's when it hit them that if you really want to win the Stanley Cup. You have to put everything you have into it. There is no, well, I'll take a break this shift. There is, you know, every throw everything but the kitchen sink and then throw the kitchen sink. Um, yeah, because so that time that, the Islanders won like four straight cups. Yeah, like, that was that was had... their fourth one. And then the Oilers dominated the league up until he went to L.A. But so that that tells you that, yeah, just because you're the best player in the game does not mean you're destined to do anything. And no offense to Connor McDavid, I hear he's a very good hockey player. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's all right. He, he, he's show me the results. Average, he's some like, average show me dude. The, he's, he's, okay. he's been in the league for a while now. And uh, you could put it that the team around him wasn't built all that well. That's fine. I will say, he's got awards aplenty surrounding You know, him. I yeah. mean, Gretzky had a ton of personal acolytes. Didn't yeah. win a cup every year, though. Like, it, it, it's not that simple. So no. again, I raise you the Toronto Maple Leafs. Very good. Yes. Um, so so it, it's not that simple. If I was honestly thinking about it, would it, I guess it depends who else I'm putting with him. You know what I mean? Like if if I, I have someone Connor like Slavin was on your team, what would that line look like? I would. So yeah. So it'd be interesting because we're talking about how good McDavid is. Um, so what is a team with him? What is an Oilers team with him, but without players like Dreisaitl with him? <laughs> and the list? Not even like Nugent Hopkins, Zach Hyman. <laughs> Just Dreisaitl. <laughs> Just Dreisaitl. Well, when you talk about the Oilers, what two names come to your mind immediately? It's Patrick actually King. those three for me. <laughs> no, it's it's the kind of three-way with uh mcdavid dry and new john hopkins for me yeah, yeah actually and someone they fantasy for a little bit it was great 
<laughs> and they recently, but like people have recently showed, like it showed how much they are popping off um, like normal because they're excellent players, but the Oilers aren't doing as well because that it takes more than just all-star players. Well, you got look, their defense isn't really that hot. Their goaltending is pedestrian at best. Like, it's just you have to have a complete team to do something with it, and that's why you look at teams like Colorado last year. Really solid goaltending, but they also had offense out the wazoo, but they also had a defense that was a shutdown. Like, you got McCarr, Devin Tades, and those other guys, but my mind just shut off about half a second. I actually think Nathan McKinnon – is a really good example of that then. So the, the real question is here, do you think that McDavid knows what it truly takes to win a Stanley Cup? Because Nathan McKinnon is not a bad hockey player. I, you know, you can you can go ahead and tell Grant I said that, Bailey. He's not a bad, He's hockey, not a bad player. hockey player. He's, He's all not. right. Uh, but it took, <laughs> it took him and that core a really long time to learn what it really takes to win a Stanley Cup. Absolutely. I mean, so. I mean, they, I mean, they were all together when they had the they probably had their worst season ever as a franchise, even as an entire forty-eight league. points yeah, at I mean, the end of the season. <laughs> well, because you got to look at it too is the fact that you have guys like Landis Cog has been there forever, but then you also got guys like the Trushkin who came in. You had guys like they had to add in like players like Cogliano and a bunch of other guys to come help with the team out. It's the thing where it's like. Superstar players are good to have, but you also have to have, you know, a bunch of other guys around them too. And the thing with McDavid is, you all you have is Drysdale, all you have is Nugent Hopkins, and all you have the is the entire Zach team isn't well rounded enough to make that. They run. they are t- look at the Maple Leafs. You got Austin Matthews scored sixty goals last year. How many first round exits have they had since two thousand? Which, which One. this. Always ties, I think, always ties back to like what we said earlier as this is a cane centered podcast. It is really nice to have a superstar. It's nice to have a really good player leading your team. But when that player gets injured, if that player for some reason has an off game, you have to have a well-rounded team to help them. That's why we really love it when we go through games and you're like, Aho, Najis, Fetch didn't score. Love it if they did. But you've got Nason, you've got Martinuk, you've got Foss. Like, you've got other guys filling in those spots. Mm-hmm. And, like, what we really talk about is, of course, the Canes have struggled with their scoring in times. But we have done really successful in having very strong defenses. We've all, we've pushed goalies to be really good, like, even if they're injury-prone and old. <laughs> uh, yeah. Meanwhile, the Oilers are riding on their superstar scoring – but they're also getting scored on 10 times to one. And it's oh, like, can you, you sustain it? <laughs> well, you look at the, you look, you look at the Panthers last year. They never got shut out in the regular season, played absolute dog crap against Tampa in the battle of Florida, which was just an underwhelming matchup in that entire playoff last year. They were built on to win a president's trophy, not for a deep playoff run. And that's mm-hmm. where they kind of messed up at. And that's why the hurricanes, have they won a president's trophy? No. Will they? Possibly. I'm not sure. But at least with the Canes, you know we're getting out of the first round. We're gonna get we're gonna get a cup run in. And the thing with the Maple Leafs, like I was saying earlier, they can get out of the first round, even though they have points galore and they have you know guys like Matthews who can score 60 goals. Guys like Willie Nylander, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, Morgan Riley on defense, but their goaltending 
Sam Sono has been absolutely great for them, but at the same time, like they're just not a well-rounded team like the Panthers. Outside of Ekblad and let's say you know Berkey, Matt, they just got Matthew Kachuk. That's still not it. Like they're playing well as they're still playing well too, but at the same time, are they built for deep playoff runs? And that's the thing with a lot of teams who do make deep runs is the fact that they got well-rounded teams that are not just stacked on their top six and like two solid D guys that they have them. You've got to have guys everywhere. And I think that's the problem with a lot of teams is the fact that they, the teams who don't have well-rounded play have to rely on those two guys. Yeah. You can have guys who are top three every year for, you know, the, you no know, the shard or the, these trophies were for MVPs. That only takes you so far. And while I say that Connor McDavid is not in my top five, he's going to be in the top five. Like you have to, he has to be one of those top five guys that you have to put in your roster. But I think it's also really how certain people will draft their teams plays a lot into Connor McDavid's standing as well. Me personally, I'm not going to sit and go and knock out all of my forwards before taking into account defense as well, which is why that is a big reason why Connor McDavid does not fall in my top five. Hmm. Cause I, there are other priorities I have than having a star studded forward line two star studded forward. Well, I mean, I mean, I would say you, you, I mean, you could still take Connor McDavid in your top five while still addressing your defense and your goaltending. It's like, but if I'm going to look at forwards, there's other guys I might take above Connor McDavid who have, yeah, yes. Connor McDavid can score goals being a forward sometimes is about more than that. Honestly, this doesn't, I mean, it, you know, fantasy is just us fans trying to play coach and GMs. Um, But if you notice a lot of teams, they'll draft, they're like, Oh, I got to go for the superstars first. And they'll draft people like McDavid. Um, But then because they went for him right away and then other players, other people in the draft will in the draft will pick up, the solid guys that would be the support system and will be consistent with points. Not might not be the giant superstar, but then when it gets back to the player, they're like, I have McDavid and now I have like, I, I know we don't talk about lines, but I like a third line guy who's not going to support. Like, it's just not the same support. I would take the support. Honestly, in this question, I would do the toughness two way play and yep. track record over same. the skills player. I understand the building of teams with a skills player. So like, the oh, ducks. it's important to have the ducks are guy. all about yeah, Zegras, like all of that, like that makes sense, but you have to bring around the supporting cast or it's not gonna be a playoff team because if you're like if you're supporting players don't support, you're not making it far and it's not gonna go well. Yep, I wholeheartedly I, I mean I think for a playoff team, yeah, I'd take McDavid. I don't know if I would take him in my top five, or if it was, he would probably be the fifth. Like, I, I agree that I don't think I would take him, like, my first one. But it was an interesting ice-melting take. So I'm guessing, Zach, would you pick it? You would pick him in your top five. I mean, i pick him in my top five, but I would also address other needs as well. That's where yeah. I think it's, like, it's not you're picking as your five forwards or you're picking, like, certain groups. I think if you pick him in your top five and you surround him with other guys, then, yeah you could easily put him in your top five if you're building around the rest the rest of the core with guys like that. Cause like for me, you can get Connor McDavid and then you can add a guy like on D let's say 
trying to be biased here, but a Jacob Slavin. McDavid and Slavin <laughs> on the same team? Trying to be biased. <laughs> trying not to be biased, but also biased at the same time, because welcome to the search cast. Um, fine, let's just say not biased. Let's just say Devin Tays. Devin Tays and yeah. McDavid wouldn't be, wouldn't be bad. I would say you add, let's say you add in another forward like Bo Horvat, Elias Patterson. Let's say you're looking at goalies. I wouldn't be upset if they grabbed some stone off if they really wanted to, or Billy Huso. Let's say, let's say, all right, let's just say McDavid, Horvat, Taze, Huso. Was that four? Let's say you get another forward. Let's say you do three forwards, a D, and a goalie. I would say if you want to take another forward, that's really good. That can that makes noise. Tage Thompson. The police are coming for your takes. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I didn't know how much you guys could hear that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, let's see. You let's see. You have let's see. You have Thompson, Horvat, McDavid, Taze, and um, Billy Huso. That's a solid five to have if you're trying to build a team. So I mean, so so here's my spicy. Ice melting take on this. McDavid, I so if and if the other, if Mr. Game Seven was still playing, if I was building a playoff team, I would have him over McDavid because he has proven he's he might not be the number one player, but he has proven he knows what those playoff moments are like and how to come back from adversity and how to step up other guys on his team. I would, and leadership, I would take him over McDavid is my hot uh, take. I I would say I, I, I can name two other guys. I take over, uh, over Justin Williams, just on the hurricanes in terms of clutch moments, Eric Stahl so and uh, Eric Stahl and Rod Brendamore. Oh, well, yeah, them too. Yes, I would. Yes, I agree with that. I would take that. But those are the who, type of quality guys that I would take, which is what cups. plays in. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If we're being technical, saying. if we're being technical here, if the Blackhawks didn't fumble against the Kings in 2014, Williams would have one cup. Yeah, of course you're going to say that. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong, but, though? But, again, this Am I wrong, this though? You don't look at me and tell me that I'm wrong. <laughs> yes, very much We're so. Not problem, Doug. <laughs> but this is, but that is what I'm saying. It it ties into more of the two way play and proven track record in these scenarios than just talent and skills alone. Yeah. So yeah. I I I think the take of him being not in the top five is a little much, but. Y- yeah, that's you, why it's ice melting. <laughs> that's why, yeah, I would love to have more of a two-way player. Yes, but now being in the top five is a. Li- that's where we- I would. I would understand you want you might want to have a more two-way player on your team. Yes, not in your top five at all. That was a little like okay. Let's pump the brakes a little bit on that. But all right, so we're about two hours. We're way over two hours. If you've lasted this long, I we appreciate you guys. This Again, fiftieth episode. You guys, fiftieth episode. First with me, we've got Colin. I don't know which way you <laughs> are on the screen to me. <laughs> yeah, how, how you pointed was the the second time was perfect. Like down this way. Yeah, go opposite. Gotta go opposite of what you're doing. So it's this way, this way. Yes. Yeah. Opposite. <laughs> opposite. 
remember this left and right now it's literally opposite so <laughs> sorry so we're going to our forgotten canes zach i think since we've started with colin for almost everything we should start with you well, I, I was actually yeah. gonna do that no, i you should not do that <laughs> This, this, this would be really bad of me and if I pick the guy that's already been picked before because I have not looked at this list at all. I'm, I'm basically, pulling it up. <laughs> I, I fly by the seat of my pants when it comes to this. Uh, I've, luckily, I've not done a guy who's already been picked before. The guy I did pick might be the one that might shoot me in the foot here. We'll see how this goes. Um, so he was on the Canes. Oh, gosh. I hope I don't mess this up. So he's been in the league for a long time. He was drafted second round, 23rd overall back in the 1991 draft. And this really tells you how the draft was back then, that 23rd overall was back in the second round. Oh, yeah. He's from Fort Saskatchewan, Alberta. Oh, gosh. All right. So he's got over 1,000 points in the league after playing 1,330 games play. This guy had a career that spans 22 seasons. He's been with San Jose, Carolina, Florida, Columbus, Phoenix. Yeah, when they were still Phoenix. Dallas, Edmonton, and Detroit. He was with Carolina for five years. 119 goals. 215 assists for 334 points. Somehow managed with a minus 15 in his career. His best time with the Hurricanes was his first year with the team was when they won the Cup in 05-06 when he was 33. 55 points in 63 games with his best year as a hurricane though was the season after an 06 07 83 points 32 goals 51 assists in 81 games this dude was a menace i want colin Uh, to guess i see his brain working (laughs) all right all right all right colin no don't don't. i'm trying to figure it out i can't that's why i'm can't figure it out no don't like I said, I did. I, I did drop. I did drop the hint that he is on a jersey that one of us owns. I don't know. If he is on a jersey. He... What were the? Teams it's not me. Again? I'll help you narrow it down. It's not me. I have current players. Mm-hmm. What, what was the uh, teams they played for again? San Jose, Columbus, Carolina, Edmonton, Detroit, Phoenix. In that order. No, not that order. I'm just, I'm just kidding. He was, he was drafted by the Sharks first in '91. So basically, when the, t- basically when the Sharks got formed, he was their pick. Did he sign with Carolina or was he traded to Carolina? I think he was, I think he was traded to Carolina. No, signed. I have no. No, idea. traded. No. <laughs> I have no idea. Then yeah. He wore number 13 for the Hurricanes. Called him the Wizard. Oh, I know who it is. Ray Whitney is my forgotten, in air quotes, Kane. Please tell me I did not mess up Bailey by picking a guy who's already been on this list. See, I don't know if my list is completely up to date because I feel like I've done him, but I could be wrong. Actually, no. I think you were a first for him. Yep. Let's go. So yeah, I knew it. Ray Ray Whitney, I knew it. And I didn't believe in myself. 
<laughs> See, I, I'm in, I'm I, I am in your walls, Colin. You cannot. <laughs> you can't trust me to tell you anything. <laughs> I don't know why I thought Whitney was traded. That's I was a little like he he was traded here. Like yeah, I got it. And then you were like signed. I was like, I have no clue. This is stupid. And, and also then, he messed you up because he goes yes, signed. No traded. Yes, signed. <laughs> I, I I am in your walls, Colin. I am in okay. your head, rent free. <laughs> You're in everyone's earbuds right now. <laughs> All right, Bailey. Oh. My got? guy. So this guy is not on any of our jerseys. Um, so he was as far as uh, you as far as you know. You at know least not jerseys. anybody in here. Nobody in here has I don't think anybody in here has him on a jersey. Uh, he was drafted by Carolina in 2007. He was a first round 11th pick overall. Um, he is not currently playing in the league right now, but his last year, at least on the NHL site, was the 2020-2021 season with Vancouver. I feel like that already kind of gives it away. Um, he spent four years with Carolina, uh, his last season being the 2012 season, where he uh, signed with Pittsburgh during the offseason after that. Um, his best season with the Canes was his 2009-2010 season with 21 goals, 19 assists uh, for 40 points overall. Hailing from uh, Huntington, New York, and before I give his name, um he is best known, and I've brought this up on Ed. Zach, do you know who it is? Yeah. Keep going. You're good. Okay. No. So I brought up this the moment giggles. on this. <laughs> I, I've brought this up on the podcast before, but one of the highlight moments for him uh, was his, uh, or and this, I was able, or I was with friends when I watched this. He had come out of the box and went on to score a hell of a goal. Um, one of my highlight moments from him. Um, I've never, that was the first time I had ever seen a player do that, though I'm sure it had been done before. It was just really surprising to me as a kid. Um, but like I said, hailing from Huntington, New York, uh, this is one former number 16 for the Canes, Mr. Brandon Sutter. I don't have his number on the, on a Jersey. I do have a, I have a Jersey signed by him. So, okay. But you don't have his Jersey. No, I mean his name's on it, so she was technically <laughs> correct. She technically was correct, yes. But I knew, I knew who you were talking about. I'm like, it's Brandon Sutter. <laughs> Come on, what are we doing here, Cat? Who's your for? I love how we say forgotten canes, but this is so loose. Like it's a, it's just a no. loosely based term. No, mine's not forgotten at all. It's kind of mine's kind of funny. Okay, so um, if I tell current things it'll give him away so i'll start from the beginning okay so he's six one and he shoots left um, he... do you think i know every player's height i'll tend like i said i'm starting from the beginning um he was his, his favorite color is blue he has green eyes lasagna with vegetables in it his listen okay he was born in carp ontario um, he was drafted into the OHL to the Oshawa generals. He was rookie of the year with them from 07 to 08. Um, and he had, um, that year he had 42 points in 58 games in his rookie season. Um, he turned professional in 2011 in AHL season. Um, 
and then he was drafted by the New York Islanders. Um, he was expected to go maybe first or early second round. Um, he was drafted 12th overall pick by them. They had done a, a trade to acquire that. Um, he became a Carolina Hurricane in 2018. He's been plagued by injuries to his shoulder. Um, he's missed some different parts of his career due to a shoulder injury. Um, he helped the Carolina Hurricanes reach their first postseason in the 2018-2019 season. Um, but then he was traded away to the Blackhawks um, with Sarella for Forsling and Forsberg in return. God, that was such a dumb trade. He tweeted that he would not be coming back to the Carolina Hurricanes, which is now a running joke because he is currently (laughs) a Carolina Hurricane and playing very well (laughs) as a Carolina Hurricane once again. Oh, gee, I wonder wonder who you're talking about. He is currently on a one-year deal, Mr. Calvin DeHaan. I knew who you were talking about when you said the Islanders. I'm like, it's got to be Calvin DeHaan. Mm-hmm. I knew it when she said um, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Colin, you're, you're that so good. You're it's that funny good. because we talk about all the new team, all the new faces to the team, and a lot of them having to learn how the Carolina Hurricanes play and adjusting to the system. Um, so it's really funny because technically he is a new face this season. But it doesn't, no one talks about how, you know, adjusting or how he's been playing because he knows the system. Uh, he, I think it's, Carolina. I know that tweet is the best part is him joking, say that. And then, uh, who was it? They brought it back up. They Jared Jared and he was, it was, and he was like, we, we had him on the podcast and he talked about that. Just and, he, and so then Calvin responded again, was like, just kidding. Um, yeah. So overall, he's played 520 games. He's had, he has, well, before this season, he's played 520 games, 19 goals, 100 assists, 119 points on 195 penalty minutes. I told you I was going to be really on top of research for this one. <laughs> <laughs> the funny part was, I think, honestly, he should never even gotten traded to the Blackhawks because that trade was so unnecessary. We got nothing back in that trade. Mm-hmm. Like Two KHLers, what do you mean? Actually, <laughs> one KHLer. But what's funny, though, what's funny, though, is when he was with the Blackhawks, it's not funny. It sucks for him. Um, (laughs) He only only played 29 games before going undergoing season ending surgery on his shoulder. So even if we hadn't like, honestly, it wasn't a great trade for us, but it also wasn't a great trade for the Blackhawks because they didn't really get the player because he just went to injury. Um so then, of course, he went to free. He was free agent after his contract with them, and then he came back to us, even though he said he wouldn't do it. Funny how that works. Honestly, yes, I mean, if I had a chance to get back to play for Broad Brendamore, heck yeah, I'd eat my words in a heartbeat. Sign me. No, up. you wanted that's so much work. I would mm-hmm. never play for Broad Brendamore. I no. <laughs> how dare you? 
Could you imagine what, you like what, what, you're just What do you mean guy can, I mean I I agree guy can't run a power play apparently so That's what <laughs> at, Trade off But you'll be in the best anymore. shape of your Thanks. life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if if your if your head coach can out bench press you and everything else, yeah, that's a problem. That's what imagine like lifting a freeway and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm so fucking good." And then you turn to your side to see Rod Brindamore on his phone doing double the weight like can we not just talk about like i'm sure jarvis in that weight room is like that man can bench me this is so intimidating yep. <laughs> i mean all right whatever so, it takes to get them to play the way you want to but all right my all guy right, Colin, who's your forgotten king my guy was drafted in the 74th overall in 1998 by the hurricanes Ended up playing nine years for the organization on two different stints. They were traded on the first day of free agency in 2008. And then eight months later, Jimmy Rutherford traded to get them back from the very same team. Do you have who's any idea who I'm who, talking about? Who's the team called? The Edmonton Oilers. So the, the first trade, first day of free agency was he was traded to the Edmonton Oilers for Yoni Pekinen. And then on March 4th, 2009, he was traded back to the Hurricanes for a fifth-round pick in 2009 and Patrick O'Sullivan. Yeah, you got me. I'm really just trying to get Zach, no offense. <laughs> Any idea? So he he made his NHL debut in 2000 give him his height Colin. maybe it'll help <laughs> in 2001 2002 he was fifth in Calder voting that year and he left carolina as a free agent in 2011 it was eric cole this was i at the time I had to have known that he was traded to Edmonton and got traded back. And then it wasn't until I was working on the Shock of the Rock that I was just like going through stuff. And I was like, did we trade him to Edmonton? I thought he left like 2011. Hey, and Bailey, I went. Check your check list for Eric Cole's been mentioned because I think he has been. Well, I don't, uh... I don't count other people. If it was, who was it by? Was it by a host or a guest? That's the real question. Um, Eric oh. Cole is actually not on my list. Okay, I thought so. I was like, I was like, it's, I think it's it sounded it sounded familiar because I know it's because we talked about that. Well, trade. no, because yeah. what what I've I've mentioned him on my list, but or uh, on the podcast before because I've mentioned his sister was mm. actually at my house on New Year's well, Eve. Well, like, well, years the, well, years the, years well, the well, the well, the funny part was like I knew because because Colin bring up that trade because I've we've talked about that trade on the podcast, so I knew exactly who he was talking about. I just wasn't sure. giving him the. I, I wasn't just giving him the uh, the satisfaction of trying to get me. Sure. Very knew you were talking uh, sure. about. Uh huh. Whatever you have to say. <laughs> my podcast, my rules. <laughs> <laughs> but. But no, it, honestly, great picks up by everyone today. I mean, we got Eric Cole, Ray Whitney. You get some throwbacks. I'm some really throwbacks in them. Whitney thing. <laughs> I might never wall. I mean, your wall. See, I'm in your, you... I'm in your walls, Colin. Cat, <laughs> just, just throw, throw. She just needs to send you the picture that has started all of this, and you'll, you'll get it. I mean, oh, Stormy. Yeah, Stormy. I'm in your walls, I... Colin. 
Wait, and is that where he's have... up in the rafters? Is yeah, that, that, that was my picture. I was up there, and like they had been throwing down the parachute things, and I look up. And I he's also just have a picture down. of him. I was like, yeah. It's like this is the creepiest thing I've ever that. seen. Like, why? Who in the mascot costume, first of all, has to climb up there? And then once they're up there, it's like, you know what's a good idea? Let me just start staring at people. Like, <laughs> I do. I do have to say though, the the guy who's doing whoever's doing Stormbringer right now is absolutely fantastic. Because more social on the social media is again. Finally, we're actually getting some presence. Actually, he's having fun on the ice. Like, I'm whoever the person is right now. Just please keep doing this because. <laughs> So at least Stormy's been relevant again, finally. Because past Stormy has not been very relevant in terms of just doing anything social-wise. So I don't know if it's a Stormy problem per se, or just a marketing thing. Like it wasn't. No, it's just the, no, it's just it's just the person who was running Stormy before just didn't do very much with Stormy. That's why we never like the like the social media presence was so quiet. Like now, it's like we're actually getting content from Stormy. Like yeah. He's he's got the hog in him, and it's just a picture of him inside the, <laughs> inside the lungs. He's phrasing, like, good sore phrasing. Um, he's got the hog. In, yeah, in the, yeah. Stop that's, it, that's, Zach. <laughs> that's what I'm calling. Is that phrasing bothering you? Do you guys have like an <laughs> HR rep at the podcast network I could talk to? Uh... <laughs> nah, you're talking. Hi, you're talking. It's like he's like, can I talk to your manager? I turn around. Hi, how may I help you? <laughs> I have done that multiple times in real life. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah, you want to file your complaint? Call one. Call one eight hundred. Not my problem. And we'll we'll oh let you gosh. know. The best thing on the planet is because there's actually a one up to that. It's I want to speak to the manager. I am the manager. Well, I want to speak to the person in charge of the store. Still me. I'm still here. What's up? Like, <laughs> I don't got time for this. What do you want to do? It's a good time. <laughs> All right, but Colin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I think it's time for us to wrap because it's been two and a half hours. I actually got to run some errands. It's, it's ran a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. But I got to get to the game tonight. Welcome I got to get Surge. up to Denver. So Welcome <laughs> to the SurgeCast, everyone. But before we let everyone go, Colin, where can people find you and the podcast on the socials? So wherever you are currently listening to this podcast, you can also find Home Ice Advantage. It is a great podcast, and I'm not just saying that because I'm biased and produce it. I've been told that by, like, other people. Um, I, I can't make right. a list because then you would know I would be lying. But um, Trip Tracy <laughs> and Rod Brennamore both said it's the best podcast they've ever heard. Um, and then you can follow me on Twitter at Colin Home Ice. Zach's jealous because uh, Mike Maniscalco has never been on his show. Um, but, yeah. So have, have you had Walt? Podcast. Have you have you have you had Walt Ruff yet? I've had Walt Ruff on. Yes. Okay. There you go. <laughs> That's fair. Have you have you I, had Wade also, Mentor on your podcast? No, but I could get that done. I, I know Mentor. <laughs> He's on Twitter anymore. So good luck. I'm aware. I have a private Discord with him. You want to start this? We can do this all. <laughs> he follows me on TikTok. <laughs> Oh, and yeah, he's on TikTok now. Maybe get in the game, Zach. You'll understand one day. Anyways, please. This what's what's TikTok? <laughs> My God, <laughs> God, this dinosaur. There's also a Home Ice Advantage blog that you should check out. That's linked on all of my socials. But uh, besides that, nothing else. Nothing else. I mean, there's that's a lot it. of other stuff. I just can't talk about it yet. Get out of here. I might. Stop prying. You might see a familiar face contribute to his uh, blog writing soon maybe, maybe. eventually oh, we'll see. really we'll find out maybe 
Mm, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would be. <laughs> <laughs> <That's fair. Yeah. laughs> to be fair, Cat, where can people find you on the socials? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Kaniac Chick uh, without the K. Um, and you can also find me on TikTok. I recently actually changed my user handle. So it's Cat Hunter, but it's a V instead of an A in Cat. And then 74 again for my favorite player. And you can also follow me. Um, I have also started an, an Instagram that'll be tied to that, and it's the same username. So um, I love sharing funny hockey videos, and um, I do it on Twitter, but more on TikTok and will be Instagram. So come give me a follow. And also, if you have not followed yet, we also have a five and a game SN um, TikTok as well. Um, and I'll, I can post more about that, but yeah, give us all the follows at our new network and all of our fun socials for that as well. Cause you'll get to see tons of us, but you'll also get to see, uh, fun stuff from our other podcasts that have joined us. Um, and they're even more off the rails than we are at times. <laughs> She's well, well, yeah. My, my high pundit, we're looking at you. So yeah, <laughs> at least one member. <laughs> No, you, if you can get JJ going, it's a good time. So yeah, that's true. name starts with a J and ends in an Ed. <laughs> that's fair. That's Bailey, where that's yeah. <laughs> Bailey, where can people find you on the socials? You can find me on Twitter at Bailey Curtis, and that's Bailey with two Y's. Um, you, I, I would recommend keeping an eye on Twitter because there's some exciting things kind of going on in my life behind the scenes that I'm super excited about. Um, so keep an eye on Twitter for some announcements uh, tonight, or actually no. So you'll be listening to this on Monday. So hopefully those announcements will already be out. Um, but yeah, keep an eye on Twitter um, for some exciting things kind of happening. You can follow me on Instagram if you would like for a little more personal view into my life. And that's going to be Bailey Lynn Curtis. Um, and you will hopefully be able to view this video on YouTube when it drops as well. Um, so make sure to go subscribe to the YouTube uh, at the Surgecast. Uh, make sure to or subscribe, go back to some previous videos, uh, like, comment, and share. And I'll see you over on the other side. We should, we should get those videos out. Yeah, so. that's the kicker. It's so. only a video long <laughs> podcast, Bailey. Come on. I know. <laughs> my poor I, I, computer I, I, I gotta free up space on my computer because i'm trying to give you these videos but it's I like know. no it's cool and where can right. we find you zach i mean if you want to follow me i mean that's that's <laughs> totally up to you i mean you, you <laughs> kind of ask for it um you can follow me on twitter at one true zach that's only true zach it's just spelled out it's like the number one uh if you want to follow the podcast we're at the search cast pretty simple straightforward um, like I said, we also got a link tree. You can find us on where you can listen to all of our shows on the platform. Check out the YouTube, like Bailey said. Um, please also make sure to check out Five and a Game uh, Sports Network as well. That's going to be Five and a Game SN on Twitter. Uh, we also have a, a YouTube for that as well at at Five GSN. Um, if you want to use the handle, or just look at Five and a Game Sports Network on there as well. We have a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe for the network. Uh, we do have our first live show, Puckin' Extravaganza. Um, so when this when this drops, it'll be actually be later in the day at 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll have all the hosts of all the podcasts going to be together. 
and doing that as well. So make sure to tune in for that. It'll be on the 5GSN Twitter and the YouTube at the same time for the stream. So make sure to be there for Punk and Extravaganza. You can thank Beth from Let's Talk Well Hockey for the name suggestion. Um, if you also want to follow my writings, I am the Charlotte Checkers beat writer over at Field Pass Hockey, and that's Woo! at FPH Checkers. Uh, where I do all my articles and stuff over there. I actually just dropped the 15th overall, and that's the 10th of this month that I've already done for December alone. So it's uh it's been a it's been a whirlwind of a December trying to make sure to keep up with the Charlotte Checkers at that point, too. So I know they're not affiliated with the Hurricanes anymore, but you know, a support is support, and I would really appreciate that. But Colin, I think that pretty much wraps everything up. But like, thank you for you know coming on the 50th episode i know you've been wanting to come back on for a while i know we had a little bit of a, i know we had a little bit of a delay but we do appreciate what do you, you, mean? you know this, coming you on told for about it this morning i hopped on it was easy yeah yeah you know no big deal but no ugly christmas sweater in sight i see yeah actually actually i think i showed it i i was just so happy to be wearing it to show it to my sister and then i was on twitter and i saw that cat had one and i was like nope this is time to own i did this year it was a little dog it had legs it was a good time nice yeah we yeah we were trying to get a a christmas drop for this but a lot of things happened behind the scenes we kind of delay this for a little bit so but it was kind of worth it because we have a lot of content for the first episode with the new uh with the new trio of hosts here so going almost on three hours i think we should finally just kind of wrap this thing up because one hour per host (laughs) (laughs) sounds about right but until next week for episode 51 of the podcast this was our 50th episode special i'm zach i'm bailey and i'm kat (laughs) and i'm your guest And we'll see you next time here at the Search Club. Have a happy new year.